1: What up, everybody? We promised you more guests. Yes. Here in studio. Renee, thank you for joining us. I mean, the old man has been singing your praises um, for for a long time. It's been a long time coming. Probably shouldn't
2: bang on the table like that during a podcast session. I apologize. I am more of a professional. No, we're fine. It's. (laughs) <laughs> I would just also like to sing the praises of Andreas because we only got to really meet and hang out the one time yep. that we met at the Coffee Bean over at Town Square. Yep. Um, and we got set up. Was, did Emilio set up the conversation or Biggie? Maybe it was a group. It might have been it all have four been of might, us.
3: Both, okay. Yeah, Emilio says it both.
2: Well, shout out to you guys because I love when people like set up friendships. And, like, I think you guys would be friends and you're like, hey, yep. you guys are right
3: absolutely right you guys and, are right and the funny thing was is like i always get that like renee's great renee's great and you always think well maybe she's not how
2: great is she yeah, yeah like
3: come on guys <laughs>
2: well that also is like kind of unfair because the bar's set and people are like what does that mean right I don't like know how great how great are we talking i mean i've got to be nice all the time i mean i gotta like <laughs> bake gifts
1: i don't know do you bake
2: i'm working on it okay, so i cook okay, okay. a ton that actually has an asterisk next to it right now because I feel like <laughs> since having the baby, I've not been cooking that much and I've been, like, slacking. Yeah, it's I know, but she's almost a year. The jig is up. Let's get on with it. <laughs> um, But I, I really want to dabble more in the baking. And so, actually, for her first birthday, I'm thinking of, like, making a cake. I bought a cake, too, but I want to like make
1: a cake. What kind
2: of cake? And one of the ones you can just smash up. Oh, okay, okay. The smash yeah. cake.
1: This guy is very particular about his cake. Yes. Yeah, he, he's a cake snob. I've been at his house I'm for, a- like, four Five births.
2: Are you a baker? Hell, no. no. He oh. buys everything. You know, you know he know doesn't do?
3: do any. Like <laughs> I do nothing. If we have my wife on this podcast, like she would, she I'd would reiterate. This big. <laughs> I'd be this. Big. This man
1: sets the table. That's yeah. all he does. Good. You know, you hey. get the table out. Make sure you have like the the plastic forks, everything around. Whatever. Like, he's works. that guy at the
2: party. You know? That's good. No, and we someone's got to do
3: that job.
1: Yo, and you know I, I pick up
2: the baby
3: and change the diaper. Do you
2: clean up after the party though? <laughs> wow. What? Wow. I, try. Look, look,
3: I try right I'm the entertainer at the party
2: okay so Mom. you need to take your little breather afterward yeah his
1: wife would disagree
2: gotta regroup hit the yeah. green room for a minute yeah
3: And then I come back and there's like a disaster. And then I'm too tired. But I try. Oh,
2: my God. Listen, you know, can me and your wife start a podcast?
3: (laughs) No, you cannot. (laughs) She'd be wildly entertaining. Like, he knows my wife. My wife is like, she's not on social media. She's She's
2: got better things to do.
3: Yeah, she's an attorney. She's a real estate broker. She does all those things. But if you give her a mic.
1: Oh,
2: it's
1: on. Her trash talking is is impeccable.
2: Hell yeah. Impeccable. My kind of woman. I love Just, a, I love a good sharp tongue. Talking about cutting a promo?
1: <laughs> I was at their baby shower? boy. Oh, she, she
2: cut a promo at the baby shower. Oh, she
1: buried him. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was guys versus girls, yeah. all the baby shower games. Oh,
2: I
3: love uh, it.
1: Buried him. That's it was fantastic. Incredible.
3: I love it. So so Renee,
1: we've got you here
3: finally. And I feel like it's so long overdue.
2: I know. It is long overdue. I mean, to be fair, I did duck out of town on you, you literally, did. like <laughs> right after. I think we had like maybe just bought our house. Yeah. You when told I met me. you at the coffee bean, I'm like, it's. Re- I'm really glad that this is a budding uh, relationship, but I'm leaving town now. I was like, what did I do? I know, but here we are. No
3: I one likes living that. on that side of town. We've circled all the way back, and for anybody that's listening to this podcast, Renee's been here. Has held down her podcast.
2: Yeah. Thanks Ooh. for having me here. I mean, this studio is beautiful.
3: Now, Renee, you're out here. You're doing shows. But I want to talk about,
2: like, your post-WWE life has been busy. Dude. Mm. It is busy. And it's great. I love it. I love being busy. But it really is, like, that finding that balance between what level of busy, what's important, what really needs to get done. I've realized I'm, like, the worst boss I've ever had. Because I like scheduling things and trying to book things properly while also, like, I do all of my things from home except for this week while we're out here. But like I do everything from home. So it's like juggling my baby's nap schedule. My husband is on the road, you know, at least one day a week. Um, So it's trying to figure out how to make everything move and make the most sense. So it's it's a lot, but it's great. And, um, you know, specifically when we're talking the sessions like I, I, I love that show. I love doing that show. I think I'm just really nosy. (laughs) <laughs> and I just love, like, really getting inside people's heads, I guess. Um, so it, it makes that job really, truly not feel like a job.
3: You know what's interesting? Because, like, I was curious when you launched the Royal Society. I was like, what's this going to be about? Yeah. And I never know what the episodes are about. And then I tune in and I was like, Dax episode.
2: Yeah.
4: Goodness.
3: Yeah. Is it where the conversation goes? Or do you have in mind what you want car- to kind of pick at and see what happens?
2: It's, it's kind of both. So the Dax one, I knew, I mean, him and I had spoken a little bit ahead of time um, knowing that we were going to do the podcast because when I wanted to have them on, I really wanted to have on Dax and Cash separately. We ended up doing the FTR episode of them together as well. But I think there's really something cool when, you know, you have two guys like them who are, you know, so paired together and have their tag team. They probably do all their interviews that way that I really wanted to separate them and like really get into the nitty gritty. Um, But knowing Dax had a lot of stuff that he wanted to talk about and him and I had been having conversations um, just about life and all of those things that happened. So I kind of knew some of that stuff already. I wasn't sure how much of that we were going to get into, but when he said he, he wanted to get into it, I was like, okay, here we go. So that one, I knew that we were going to head that direction, but when I had cash on, I had no idea Mm -hmm. that we were going to get into the things that we got into. I had, I didn't know that information. Wow. Um, so that was one of those things where I was like, man, like, all right, I had this interview with Dax and it was great. And we got into some really heavy personal stuff. And those are the, those are the conversations that just like stick with me for so long afterwards. And as much as, you know, those guys are such prime examples of this, of, you know, you spend time on the road with people and you, you spend so much time over the years. How much time do you really have when you're on the road to have those okay. conversations that now me to have on, you know, guys and girls that I've been friends with for for such a long time and now get this new perspective of like who they are as human beings. And really, that's what The Sessions is to me, is taking these wrestlers, actors, musicians, athletes, and just like getting that human element that I think is so relatable for so many people. And yeah, those are just the conversations that I love to have. But yeah, anyway, so when I had Cash on, and I had notes that had nothing to do with the things that we got into. So I was not prepared for that. So that really was an example of like, I'm going where this conversation is going and fuck my notes.
3: Yeah. Um, for the right, I, I don't have notes for us. Today. I was, right. Like, I just want to talk. You never about do. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't those on.
2: the best though. When you're like, we're just going to turn this on. We're going to go. Cause sometimes you do get like, it depends on what it is. Like, I mean, I just sat down with AJ Lee, AJ Mendez. And I knew, um, all right, cool, I'm going to do this. But I know there's lots of stuff right. with her that I do yeah. want to get to. So I want to make sure that I did have some of those points of reference. But there's other times it's just like, yeah, let's just like knock this out and see what happens and talk. And those are the best episodes.
1: So with that being said, one thing I want to ask you about is you're great in the sessions. That's a comfort zone for you, right? Yeah. You've recently stepped out of your comfort zone. Mm. Branching out other forms of radio. Yeah. Serious XM. Yep. Talk MMA now. Yeah. Talk other combat sports. Yeah. What has that been like to kind of learn to do you in a different environment yeah. and have to challenge yourself and then learn from a Misha Tain or share things and then Misha has to talk pro wrestling. Like it's, it's, it's what is that like? Like
2: it is really cool. And listen, like, you know, to definitely so to step into like the MMA world. We're talking all combat sports, whether we're talking uh, you know, MMA, boxing, we'll get into some pro-wrestling stuff. There's definitely like my my line of questioning is always pretty similar, I would say. Um, And that's really what it comes down to is like, what are the questions that I want to ask somebody? Misha is the analyst. I'm not the analyst. So what can I ask her to help convey what we're trying to talk about with whatever fight? Um, But I will say doing we're now doing a two hour show the stakes are not as high. It's not doing television. It's not having this like really condensed version of something where it's like everything has to be on and right and accurate. I feel like that's like a great way for me to dip my toe in that water and figure that out in a pretty like safe space. Though it's great too, because I mean, Misha will check me on things. Our producers will check me on things and vice versa to her for pro wrestling. So we all just kind of have each other's back and talking in those spaces. But, you know, before I even got into pro wrestling, I had covered tons of different sports. Yep. So I'd covered hockey, football, basketball, golf, fuck, horse racing, like a little <laughs> bit of everything. So it's not that like nerve wracking thing of like, oh my God, I'm talking about this other sport. Please don't screw this up. Like every sport has their own, you know, nuances and whatnot. And you learn the that that language and that dialogue and whatnot. But just a, a little learning curve.
1: How big of an MMA fan were you before? Because I've seen you and John at, T Mobile Arena for oh, UFC yeah. fights before. Yes. So, I mean, I know again, he trains at gyms out here and everything. So, yeah. I know he's probably a fan, but how engaged were you? So,
2: I've always been a UFC fan. Um, you know, not that I'm like this diehard, I know every single stat kind of fan, but when I was covering, uh, talking some MMA. So actually, just to like fully rewind here a little bit, my first experience ever talking MMA was with Mauro Mm Ronello. So when he was in Canada, he was doing his MMA show, his uh, his MMA radio show. And he was kind enough to let me go in there and I would do like trivia segments on there. I would go in there and just kind of like dabble with him on the radio a little bit. And this was like not to date myself a long time ago. (laughs) Um,
1: Our friend Corey Erdman started. Oh, in I well. love yeah. Corey Erdman oh, yeah. so
2: much. Sweet <laughs> Corey. Yes, he knows. He knows the deal. <laughs> um, so that was really like my first experience talking any MMA. And it was, you know, in a pretty small capacity. But in terms of being an MMA fan, I mean, shit, you're from Canada and George St. Pierre happens to be like the biggest combat sports athlete in the world at the time. It makes it pretty easy to attach yourself to the sport. Um, but then when... UFC came to Canada for the first time. It was in Montreal. I got to go. It was amazing while also being a beautiful Montreal shit show. <laughs> it was all of those great things. Um, so, no, I mean, I've been a fan for a long time. Um, but now to be talking about it and, yeah, John and I, we watch all the UFC fights. I've, I've, I've always kind of been keeping a, keeping a finger on the pulse of it all.
3: Does John ever, do you ever go to John for notes about who you, who's going to be on the show? Oh,
2: God, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I do a lot. Um, I do that with him with kind of everything. So John's like, I mean, not that this is like surprising to anybody, but like John's capacity for information is really astounding. When like I want to ask him whether it's like a fighter or if I'm having on a wrestler or whatever, like he, oh, like if it's wrestling, it's somebody he has like a personal story with or something like that, that he can like always you know, recollect some kind of cool story with that person. But yeah, when we're talking, (laughs) we'll be talking MMA. And sometimes he just gets like so in the weeds. I'm like, dude, you are (laughs) feeding me to the sharks right now because yes, I appreciate that you know all this stuff. But if I try and spew out what you just spewed at me, it's gonna go to shit. So, um, I have to like pick and choose those moments. I was like, listen, just give me like the bare bones version of what you just gave me. But he hits every single moment. And this happened. And this happened. in this round. And this round. And da da That I'm like, oh my god. Do you want to come up? Because we're gonna be on for three <laughs> hours. We can, I got an extra mic. Come do it, dude. I'm
3: I'm really curious because like. You guys have your own respective careers, John's like obviously working a billion shows out, you know, not just AEW. Yeah. You're doing a billion things, serious XM, oral Sessions. I mean, you got the book. How much do you guys keep tap of what each other is doing?
2: Um, pretty often, because we kind of have to. Me more so with him, I think. I think I can't like well, I will speak on his behalf here. <laughs> but I think for him, when I say I've got to go do a thing. It's me going, you need to watch the baby for the next hour or so, because I've got to go hit record on the mic upstairs. And if it's somebody that I'm like, hey, I'm popping on with so-and-so, blah, 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 get some notes on it. But I think for him, I'm either in the room there being mom, doing all those things, or I'm upstairs working. Where with me, it's more so keeping tabs. I'm like, okay, so wait, you've got to go here for AEW and you're picking up, you're doing this GCW show, this thing with New Japan. So trying to like keep tabs on that while also being a person that talks about professional wrestling. I'm watching all of these things because there are times like I had finished watching game seven of uh, one of the Stanley Cup finals games, uh, the Leafs game, I believe it was. Uh, And I finished it and I was like, okay, okay, When's my husband on fighting? And everyone's like, he already did it. And I was like, oh, shit, my bad. He's missed it. So there are some times that it like slips between the cracks of like when he's actually on. Can I catch this? But I usually watch uh, most of the stuff he's doing just to uh, keep a watchful eye on whatever the you hell his crazy a, ass is
3: doing. You have a good relationship. Like my wife doesn't care about anything else.
2: Oh, come on. No,
3: I mean, she does, but it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, she's like I cannot keep up with all the shit you're doing. <laughs> it's
2: a lot. It is a lot. And I'm sure John feels that way about me because I'm like, I'm a little bit more chaotic than he is. He's a wrestler that wrestles. He does a bunch of different shows, but I do a bunch of different things. So yes, I have like my mm. my podcast, my radio show. I was doing a, a segment on NHL Network. I've got like a, I've got this Zoom meeting and this thing and this thing. And he's always like, I never know what you're doing. like, Honestly, some days I don't even fucking know what I'm doing, but um, yeah, I mean, we try to keep tabs on each other as much as we can, but it's also like a survival skill to have because we don't have somebody else to pass the baby off to. We don't have a nanny. Like, yes, we've got like family and stuff in town, but really for like 99% of the time, it's just the two of us. So if we don't know where the other person is, it's who knows what's going to happen. All right. Jesus, take the wheel.
1: (laughs) So I hear a ton of stuff about the grueling WWE schedule. Oh, yeah. So I want to know, you guys spend more time together now in separate careers and separate places or when you guys were both with Mm. WWE and on the road all the time?
2: Good Good question. question. That is a good question. You know what? I think it's actually pretty similar. Um, Because so when we were on the road together, like he would come, we would come home together. Like I'll go back to like the original schedule, which was. Uh, Monday, Raw is live. Tuesday, we would tape SmackDown. Then we would go home. And then by, I think, Friday, he was back out doing live events due to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If that's accurate. Well, I think Friday, that's Saturday,
1: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then we would the be home.
2: yes. So So he would be gone that Friday, but then I would see him that Sunday night. Okay. So I would get to the hotel for the town that we were in. He would come in from whatever live event he was at. So we would be together then like in the hotel rooms and we're traveling together. And it's definitely a lot more like just us not having to be in a million places. Like when we're home, we're home where when we're on the road, it's like, okay, we're in a hotel room. Can we go get Starbucks? We need to get room service. We need to get all these things. Oh my God, you need to go tan. You need to go get a haircut, like doing all these things on the road that you're just doing to try to like survive and, and be ready for, for TV and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's pretty comparable, I would say. The, the longest time we've ever had a part was when he did the G1 and he was gone for like a month in Japan. That was weird. I'm so used to him like being there. The most we go was like, you know, a couple of days here or there, not seeing each other. But it's never been like this like long chunk of time.
1: Oh, I think you go to Japan with him.
2: I I did once. Okay. I did when he did Wrestle Kingdom. I did get to jump on that. So when he was doing um, he was doing the G1, they travel around more. Um so it was not that kind of a situation and I took my ass to Canada for that. So <laughs> I got to go like get my spidey senses back in Canada while he was doing a thing in Japan. Um but I yeah, I did get to go when he was doing Wrestle Kingdom and it was so fucking great. He was I was only there for like 2 days. We flew in. He was working the whole time. So I'm out like discovering Japan by myself. Where I'm like where am I going? What am I doing? Where's Harajuku? Like had no idea what I was doing, but it was just such an amazing like just a, an amazing travel experience to go somewhere like Japan where I never would have even imagined that I would have gone there um, and then also getting this whole other perspective of wrestling in Japan and seeing what it's like to see a new Japan show like that at the Tokyo Dome and at a wrestle Kingdom and meeting so many amazing talented people like seeing will Osprey and uh, B Priestley was there um. Like the, I feel like there's like the people that I was like there hanging out with and like talking to, but like seeing like, you know, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Okada, like seeing all of these people and really getting my finger on the pulse of like, oh, this is what Japanese wrestling looks like and feels like in all these amazing costumes. And um, yeah, it was, it was just really, really cool. I loved it. So I'm curious. And I got to be there for uh, Jushin Thunder Liger's final oh, match. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just huge.
3: You guys were together at WWE, but Finding happiness in your individual lives outside of WWE. How's that help the marriage? Because now it's like, it doesn't feel like you have to go home and complain to each other about what was going on (laughs) under that that house. Damn that booking.
2: Well, it's true. But it's also like, you know, as much as you can say that, I mean, everyone, you know, we all have our shit that we talk about, but it does kind of become that common ground where we're on the same page about some of those things. So, you know, as much as you can like talk shit about some things, whatever, but it's all, you know, kind of in fun for the most part. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, with everything comes like there are different obstacles too, though. Cause as much as, yeah, we both have our separate happiness. He is crushing it in AEW, crushing it in all of the things that he does. Like, I mean, God, to look at what he's been able to do in the last couple of years is like really amazing. That's so man. Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, I'm like so proud of him. Yeah. Like to think of that time when he was just like not feeling himself, not feeling great about what he was doing and being like, I'm done. I'm going to leave and not knowing what the future was going to hold and to see what he's been able to do is just so damn cool. Um, But yeah, and then on my side of things, it's like I left, got pregnant, was in a pandemic and then was like, "Okay, what am I going to do? Let's start doing the podcast. Let's start doing all these things. Um, So it's, you know, you're still branching out and like building these things and doing work that you're proud of, but there's still times that it's like, it's grueling and it's hard. And you're trying to find what that direction is. Like, it's not like I didn't leave and be like, this is, this is the one new show I'm doing. I'm doing like a million different things. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I spread myself too thin or I've got too much going on that all of a sudden it's like, wait, what are you doing? Are you, how are you doing? We've got to like check in with each other a little bit um, while also juggling a baby. So it's, it's a lot. Baby. Um, Yeah. Listen, man,
1: Shout out to you, uh, new parents yeah. over there. Yeah. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh,
4: ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah okay. Um,
2: We're hanging on.
3: Listen, I am a father, so my duties are change the diaper, mm-hmm. give the baby back. It is what it is. Sure. Right. Sure. But as a mother, you're juggling this, and you're there's no not a full time mother like you. No. Are, when
2: do you mm-hmm. sleep? When, when? Where's sleep? Dude, honestly, it's really tough. Like. To get like completely honest when it's like you're trying like all I'm trying to do is like I have my own dreams and goals and things that I really want to do and I don't want to lose sight of those things while also trying to be a great partner to be a great mom to figure out being a mom and sometimes you have to like and what I hate is how much of my work I end up having to be on my phone. I'm responding to emails. I'm having to tweet things. I'm having to repost things, doing all these things when I'm like, oh my God, I just want my phone out of my face so that I can be present and be with my kid and be with my husband and not have to like do all of the things. And sometimes I just feel like I am doing all of the things, but then I feel like I'm not doing any of them that well because I'm doing too many of the things. So then I've got to like pump the brakes and be like, what? can i eliminate from this to create a little bit more space to be happy and be present and do those things and it's it's an ongoing battle i'm st- i feel like i'm in it right now where it's like okay now what's the next move like you know john and i were just talking it's like he's so busy doing what he's doing i'm so busy doing what i'm doing and like i said we don't we don't have like a, a nanny or help or anything i was like maybe we should start to look into that because you start to sacrifice more of yourself for your kid, as you should. That's what it is. 100%. But also bills need to be paid and careers need to move on and not things can't just be at a standstill. And, um, yeah, it's interesting because even when I was, I was pregnant and I'm such a doer and such a go, go, go. Um, and I take on so much. I'm like, I can handle it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so I was like pregnant, Got to the forty weeks, and I was like doing my podcast. I was like, "I just need six weeks off. Six weeks should do it." Oh my god, six weeks off—that sounds great! (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh! wow! Do you ever need more than six weeks off after having a baby? Flies
1: by. Holy
2: (laughs) shit! You take six weeks off. I, you know, whether you—I mean, I had a C-section. I know everyone else has their own healing and all the things that they're doing, but like your body's got to heal. You're learning to breastfeed. You're like, I don't even know any babies prior to my own baby. So I was like, what are we doing? Oh my God. Our baby's a dream. She's amazing. But yeah, it's like you, you're trying to figure out all these things. And I, I tried to set myself up for enough success to be like, okay, the show's taken care of. That's all good. But then there's this pressure of like, okay, you got to get back. You've got to be doing things. Don't take that lull. Right. And it's that weird pressure that like, I definitely feel it as a woman. Of, you know, my career was in such a great spot. But also, I want my, my personal life to be in this. Other, I want to be a mom. I want to have these things. So it's, it's really striking that balance between all those things can be a real fucking
1: doozy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you say, listen, you have a daughter. So she's an angel. Wait until you have a boy. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, she's a dream. Little boys are madness.
2: See, I always feel <laughs> like people say like little boys are like sweeter and they're calmer. Like our baby's not calm. She's a busybody oh. like me. Like shit. I had this one coming. <sighs> She's no, a
1: busy baby. Oh, the <laughs> girls are easy early, tough in the teenage years. Okay. Boys are crazy early. Ugh. Super tough. I mean, super easy in their teenage years. They okay. just want to play video games, play right. sports. They they're not gonna bother you at all. But <laughs> Early on, they're going to break like three bones. Oh, They're going to climb everything. I'm
2: dreading that. Like,
1: you have a husband in death matches right now. Oh, my God. Wait till you have a toddler who's like, ooh, daddy jumped off of that. Like, there's a door. I was
2: asking him about that. I was like, so how's that conversation going to go when you want it? Like, when Nora asks about this (laughs) or… You know, has some kind of interest in it. And he's like, I'm just gonna make it seem like it's like the lamest thing. Or he goes, I'll take her out and get her to do a couple bumps and then see how she feels. So no, that's, yeah.
3: that's the case of the two most extreme things. One, I don't know how John can make something like that sound lame. I don't know how yeah, it, no. it's not it's impossible.
2: He'll it's find possible. a way. He's he's actually, I don't know, he's he finds a way to he's a bullshitter, he could do it. Okay.
3: <laughs> you you would think. You would think so. One of the things, like Oral Sessions, I want to get back to Oral Sessions real quick, because... The Sessions. Yeah.
2: Come on, Andrea. I'm sorry.
3: Come on, sir. It's all right. Hey, we're all tired. We're
2: all clinging on. I get it. Yeah, so damn it. Formerly Um, known as, God rest its soul. Right. The Sessions.
3: The Sessions. You have taken an angle where you've turned people into humans. And I think it's something that a lot of industries aren't very good at, in terms of storytelling. Did you see that lane... Originally because yeah, of course you're close to some of the people that you've had on, but there's some people that you've not necessarily known. Yeah. But it it's a skill that a lot of people don't have to turn people into humans.
2: I don't really have an answer. I don't know what that is. I like I I believe it's from my just genuine curiosity about people. I, I there like when I started doing the show, I didn't even really know what it was. I was like I don't know. Let's just turn on the microphone and talk. Like, are we going to talk wrestling, wrestling? Are we talking about if people got into wrestling or like all these different paths? And we do bounce around like quite a bit depending on, you know, who's on the show and what the deal is. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know what I can like attest that to other than I think doing my best to be present and listening and having questions and no questions, dumb question and just trying to like unpeel that layer. It's not easy. It's, it's definitely not easy to get people to be vulnerable and drop that guard. Um, for sure the people that I know already, it definitely makes it easier for me to be able to do that with. And while we're doing it through a zoom, it can be really difficult to be like, Hey stranger, tell me about your, your life. Um, it it can definitely be a a little bit of a, a weird spot to be in, but I don't know. I, I just, I, I know that I love doing it and I love talking to people. Um, so I don't know if that's what they're feeling on the other side that I just, I like being in the spot that I'm in, being able to ask all those questions. I got questions for fucking days.
3: <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't. Let's I mean, let's, let's be honest. It ain't like, easy. You've watched, we've watched people do interviews for years. And that's like, come up as a journalist. I was watching people do interviews. Like, God damn, that question's horrible. Yeah. Or like, you sound like you're reading off a paper. Right. And it felt, it feels like everything that you do is so natural. Thanks. And welcoming.
2: Oh, I love that. Thank I think you. that
3: gets people to put on layers. That being said, <laughs> who has been the toughest nut to crack? Ooh.
2: On the God, Emilio. Who do you think? Is there someone that comes to mind for you? I like asking from like his perspective because sometimes I'm like so in it. Who is like the toughest nut to crack? Listen, you have to Honestly, interview people no. on Fox. You know what like, that was tough. I'll <laughs> tell you who the tough. T- 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 wow, I can't talk who the toughest nut to crack is in an interview is my husband.
3: It's John.
4: Yeah,
2: it's John. Because I know all of his shit. Nobody else knows very much about him. Mm. So, and that's done by design. Um, I think, I think that it is. Um, So it's, you know, it's funny. And when I first sat down, so um, my first episode of the show, and this never aired because I was like, "Well, you're going to be my test dummy. Come upstairs with me and let's knock this out." It was fucking brutal. It was so bad. He's like, "What are you? Why? Why are you asking me that?" People have asked me that question a million times. I'm like, "I don't know." Like, I thought maybe it would be interesting. I don't know. Um. So yeah, he's he can be a tough one to, and it depends on like what mood you get him in. If he feels like ta- if he's being talkative or not. Um. But yeah, I it's it's it. Sometimes it's Worse when it's somebody that you know so well. That's like, okay, I know this information and it's private information. Do we want to talk about it when the mic's on, or is that like that's crossing the line? And now I feel like I've lost that person's trust. Not so much with John, but like if it's somebody like we've had a private conversation about something, and I'm like, can I bring that up? Can we circle back to that thing? But then they're like, no, bitch, I told you that like in private. (laughs) Um, so that can be sort of a, a funny line to to.
1: So, before I let Dre bring this home, you do so much. In my opinion, you've succeeded in everything you've tried. Right? You've reached the pinnacle of anything you've tried. What's left? La- like, what are your goals here? Like, you, um you know, you're gonna be an amazing mother. Like, it's just in we're the cars, doing the
2: right? damn thing. Um, She's cute as all hell, <laughs> but
1: professionally, what's what's left? You've done so many things. You, you've been like you said, you've covered all these sports. You've done all these at a high level. You've been at the top of professional wrestling. You've now been your own boss and succeeded in every other side thing you, you wanted to do. What's next for you? Like, what goals are you chasing?
2: Um, you know, I think the goals that I'm chasing for me, it'll always go back to television. Television is my love. I love that aspect of it. There's something about doing shows like this with people and having fun and broadcasting that out. I, I love that. I mean, I, I love this medium of being able to do it in the podcast space and the, the serious XM space. Like I do love doing that. But I think getting back to television, that's really the thing that always perked my interest um, from the second that I realized that I wanted to be in entertainment was um, you know, literally I was talking to someone about this the other I was actually, when I had RJ city on my podcast and we were talking about Bonnie hunt doing her, uh, daytime television show. Um, something like that. I mean, that's like a hell of a reference. Um, <laughs> but something like that. I mean, doing something in that space, honestly, I see Letterman doing his show on Netflix and that's something that I'm like, Oh, I love that. Like I love when a show can be very bare bones and just the content is good. The people are good. It doesn't have to be this new bells and whistles. Okay, well, so we're going to do this show but the new spin on it is it's got sharks on it. And there's this, (laughs) like, I hate when you, like, there's always that need to like take a format and then like add all these other things to it. Where What I love is like really just paring things down to those basics. And especially when you're talking about um, interviews, Um, I've really loved the way that Letterman is doing his show on Netflix. Something like that really, really talks to me.
1: Um, they have Seinfeld doing it too. Like, yeah. they cut you a check. Come on, like, real, let's real go. easy. Like, come on, what are you waiting for?
2: Yeah, something like that, I think I would really, really love. Um, then I look at something like what Rachel Ray does as well too, with like the cooking and doing interviews. Like, that's something I would love as well. When I first got into TV too, like I really wanted to do more of like the late night thing. Like I loved Johnny Carson. I loved Chelsea Handler. Like when she was doing Chelsea lately, that was a thing. That was the first thing in television that I was like, that's what I want to do. I didn't, I just couldn't really figure out when I like became a TV host, what that was because I initially wanted to be an actress. So when I started, I took like that little pivot and I've been really lucky that I've worked ever since. Like as soon as I started like hosting and, you know, kind of connecting the dots on that, it's been great. Um, but yeah, I think what Chelsea lately did, a show like that just doesn't really, you know, doesn't, I don't know that it works anymore. Um, but yeah, something I think something in that kind of a space is is definitely what I would love to. To, to be fair,
1: Trevor about. Noah does like that's like the daily show. Like yep. it, it still works. Like they just change yeah. like mediums, right? I, like you got to sure. do it on like those shows. A streaming do work. platform kind of, yeah, instead of yeah, normal television. Like no one's going to Channel Three or. No. Like anything, no, 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 anymore. no, no. no. Like, Those, right? like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but,
2: and and I guess that's kind of the thing too. Is like television has changed so much that mm-hmm. that's why, like, yeah, I mean, I think Letterman really is like the perfect example of that of taking a show and turning it into this new version. We're so used to seeing him on the the late night show to to now seeing him on on Netflix. Um, everyone uses Anthony Bourdain as a reference as well too. I mean, who doesn't want to do what Anthony Bourdain was able to do? Um, but really, it's just about it's about having fun, and that's the stuff that. I got into this line of work to have fun, and when I wasn't having fun, I stopped doing it and moved on to doing something else. Um, so that's uh, just kind of the thing that I keep in mind with every project.
3: So to take this home, I don't even have a question. It's uh,
2: giving you your flowers. Oh, Andreas, don't! I'm
3: going to. I have to. Can't Sorry. cry <laughs> because Shit. considering what you have accomplished, and considering the person that I heard you were before I met you, and the person that you are after I've met you. Mm. You're an amazing individual.
2: Oh, thank you.
3: But not only that, it's something that me being a father and having a daughter, I want her to watch you. Oh, my God. It's serious. Because the things that you are doing is peeling back layers of people, that's storytelling. You've been in all these mediums. And it's it never, when I'm in your presence, it's never, well, I was doing raw commentary. Or I was, it, it's not that. <laughs> you are who you are. And who you are is an amazing individual and a mother. And it's like, I wanted to tell you on this show how much I appreciate you.
2: Thank you. I I really appreciate that. I mean, God, to think of like, that's the thing. That really is the thing. For you to want your daughter to want to watch me. And when I first started doing any of this stuff, that's not something I really thought about. I was, you know, kind of selfishly just being like, oh, these are the things that I want to do and blah, blah, blah. And then you start to realize the effects of that. And you know, being able to be a role model for other young girls, for young boys, for whoever. And God, me having a daughter now as well, that was like, literally the second I found out I was having a daughter and I was like, oh my gosh, now to like raise this woman, this little girl into a woman in this like crazy world and trying to like teach someone to, to be a good person and, uh, to just navigate things the way that they do. But um, yeah that means the world to me for you to say that I, I really appreciate look,
3: it look we all have our things we all mess up from time to time in our lives we're being parents now that we're all parents it's like we got we have bigger things bigger yeah. things to fry yes. but I think for you because I was raised off of a television mm-hmm. and the things that I saw on television inspired me to do what I wanted to do but now I know the people that do these things and I could tell my daughter it's like you should watch her because <laughs> not only is she amazing on the TV she's amazing off the
2: TV oh, I love that that's the best. That's, like, really the best compliment that you can give somebody. So, thank you. I really, really love that. Damn it to hell, you earned it. <laughs> <laughs> and all that to say,
3: like, after all this, and, Kelly, you can bring us home, but it's just, like, can't wait to have you back. Yes. Because you left too damn soon. I know. got to get our kids together. Yeah. And um, I need to taste some of your cooking.
2: You're damn right you do.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the plate.
2: thing, though. I mean... <laughs> I, I, I miss having, I got to get my like smoker out here. And that's when we like really get into it. Oh,
1: now you're getting get fancy.
2: <laughs> that was oh, like no. my big pandemic purchase. Where I was like, I'm getting a smoker. Let's do this. And I've just been like, let's roll up the sleeves. And what yeah. are these ribs I'm doing? Let's do a brisket. Let's get, it's I taking love like
1: 13 hours. Oh, like.
2: I I love a process. <laughs> I love it. I, you know what? I think that's actually probably why I'm not cooking so much now 'Cause I don't have time to just like fuck around the kitchen anymore. Yeah. Before it's like, let's have a little glass of wine, let's let this thing simmer, let's do this thing. And Now I'm like, I'm eating to survive.
1: <laughs> you gotta chug the wine. Where, <laughs> Where's
2: that. the protein? Somebody throw me a vegetable. Oh my God.
1: No, thank it's you crazy. so much, Renee. You are just amazing. Again, not just one of the best women in the field, like you are one of the best in general. Thank you. In this field of pro wrestling and further. Like you are amazing at what you do. We appreciate you taking time out. Everyone, check out the sessions. Yeah. It's well worth the listen. Well worth your time. If you've never listened to it, go on there. Binge it all. Like binge every, it. Every interview is incredible. Renee is the best. Shout out to Renee, amazing as well, incredible guest, an even better person, super mom extraordinaire. So now though, it's time for us to talk about all the craziness that's happened in pro wrestling. Where would you like to start?
5: Man, that that uh, muscle off between Theory and
1: Lashley—that
5: <laughs> <laughs> was the, the baby one. one. Yeah. Let me tell you, WWE is—you know—I mean—that is a controversial segment. That's Look, the most controversial thing that happened the whole Cole, time. Cole. yeah, we were supposed to, We were like,
3: oh, we're gonna catch him on Cody tearing his pec. That's old news now.
1: Yeah, like that—that that was the news. Right? CM Punk's like, injured. Ah, it's old yeah, news. We now. Get to that, yeah. we gotta start naturally where we should start, and that's at the top. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. For those who've been living under a rock. Because it's hit major publications. McMahon has been accused of paying off a former worker at WWE in Stanford. $3 million, I believe, the settlement. Hush money is what it comes down to. NDA. To not mention that she was employed by him and given money and raises and everything to be an extracurricular toy in his marriage. And shared, Jai Unitas. Lauren do Not Unitas. I don't think, think Lauren was in on this. I think he's just- a um, With Lauren Unitis Unitas, black shoes. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> um, but Lauren And so, John Lauren like, okay. She did work under. Her official title was under. Sure. Somebody needs to take the fall. Lauren they're getting the paperwork. I think it was Washington Post. Uh, Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Did the report. Broke it all down. All the accusations. Amazing reporting. Great journalism. there. It's not the first time Vince's name has been brought up in, in something prickly or sticky, but it's been a long time. I feel like the same thing always rings true. You think someone's untouchable. We think Vince got to die in the seat. Women can change everything. They've changed history. Wars have been fought. Now Vince McMahon. It's not untouchable. All of this is yours. But you got you got shareholders. You're public. You got a board. And this is an internal investigation that's been going on for two months, finally came to light. Now it's out there. How many and you can say Lauren I just take the bullet for him. But what floodgates do this open? Because now people know about this and they can go dig. I mean,
3: look, anybody who's followed WWE for years and knows anything about Vince McMahon, none of us are surprised by this whatsoever. Zero. Nobody's surprised. Vince McMahon has been bulletproof. And he may still be bulletproof. Because, <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? Take him out of power? Maybe. The question, there's a lot of questions. One, Stephanie leaving, her timing. Yeah. Makes this feel like she knew the jig was up. Like, all right, Pops. Two months ago, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. can't do that. Yes, they have a board to answer to, but I, I think Laurinaitis is going to get paid to be the fall guy in this matter. And they're going to pay him off, pay him millions. Nice, sever- nice parachute. Yep. He'll, he'll land on his ass quite nicely. I don't think anything's going to happen to Vince.
1: I don't, and if it does, I don't think it'll be that that big. I think at how they operate and how they've been operating, shedding money here, um, making sure that revenues are at all time high, getting the Saudi bag—they're really keeping this publicly traded company strong, keeping the shareholders strong, making sure all of them are happy. Yeah, above talent being happy, above staff being happy, it's about those people in the boardroom more than ever. They brought in a guy, Nick Khan, who's about the people in the boardroom. Yes. He's about the entertainment business. Yep. He's not he's about, about pro wrestling. Nope. He's about the X's and O's, the dollars and cents. He's about keeping the right people happy. At the end of the day, it's funny because there's that Mortal Kombat graphic where he's just climbing like the ladder like Vince McMahon's last one. He just beat Triple H. And then it's just like... That's real. At the end of the day, Nick Khan almost in two years became the most important person in WWE. Vince is probably more expendable than him. In this matter, Mm, I think the machine has gotten bigger than Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and they will sacrifice him if it means the sake of the machine. And
3: I don't know. I don't I don't know. Look, this is an investigation.
1: It is. There's been investigations in the NFL for how long? Yes. This was an internal investigation. When someone investigates themselves, usually it's with kid gloves, it's smack on the wrist. Yeah, were you looking into this? Wink, wink. Internally, they found this. Yeah. Can you imagine what someone would find if they did external information and investigation? They find all the stuff we already know about
3: Vince. It's a dirtbag. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, look, I, I, I know what you're saying, but once you reach a certain level of elite,
1: it's really hard to bring that person down. Damn, I saw Steve Wynn give it all up. Where, when so like, I, I've i seen board members make people step away. Yeah, we've seen it
3: too. I just don't know if that's going to happen here. They might tell Vince, yo, it's time for, uh, time for a vacay.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But it's not... The thing is, it's, it's not pretty. It's pretty ugly. No, it very it's very ugly. And it's just... a. Not a minor. It's a major thing that happened in the WWE news cycle. Like, I keep saying this. WWE is, I guess, they're making a lot of money. They're at the lowest point that they've ever been creatively. And now in the mainstream since late 80s. No, I'd have to go like mid-90s. Because obviously the attitude era was huge. Even ruthless aggression was
1: no, it was, it was fine.
3: Yeah, uh, and even at the worst over the past decade, they at least had NXT creatively. Yeah, but right now, with the talent releases, with what they're putting on TV, like we haven't, <laughs> dude. Randy Orton's out. Yep, might be out to the end of the year. Cody's out. Roman hasn't been on television. No, nope. we're about to talk about Sasha Banks too. Yep, Ronda Rousey cutting promos. It's a
1: fill time. I, I that that was. Yeah, yeah, but I was I
3: was going to put that on. Oh, that was a particular
1: atrocious. list. Okay, that was one of my negatives. Currently,
3: no, but yeah, she stinks. Yeah. But I'm just saying, in terms of injuries, releases, that you you're being in the spotlight for the wrong reasons. Now there's this investigation on Kevin Dunn. Yep. Like camera cuts. Sorry. Nah, somebody <laughs> will control that. But dog, how this is bad. I say all that before we get to like Sasha and everything else. The WWE truly, if you're if you're like the one of these WWE apologists like, but Tony Khan, I'm like, shut the fuck up. WWE is not in a good place, we'll right? Get now. Get to AEW as well. Yes, but WWE is not in a good place. When I had to watch Raw end with Austin Theory, I'm not calling him Theory. Oh, Austin Please Theory don't. putting baby oil in Bobby Lashley's eye. Is he Bobby Lashley or is he just Lashley? Probably Bobby's. Bobby Maybe just Bobby. All right. Eight Town Down. <laughs> um, <laughs> But if that's your closing segment
5: on Raw. And Raw wasn't that bad. Raw was pretty good. Up until then? Yeah. yeah. They, had, they had Rollins and AJ. And it was awesome. That was great a great match. match. And it was like, great, cool. And uh, but, they Montez,
1: right? Yeah. like
5: yeah, It was Montez. a pretty, for all intents for and purposes, a decent show. And they decided to end with.
1: <laughs> they can't help themselves. Ba- baby baby oil. oil.
3: Baby oil. Ah, I can't see. Wait. What? I mean, Who guys was entertained by this? Uh, who was entertained by this? No one. Children? Not me. They're in a bad place, man. They're, and Money in the Bank is around the corner, and they're going head-to-head with the UFC that night? And
5: they've, Vince, already, they've already downgraded the arena.
1: Well-documented. Vince's brain has, again, like many old people, it's just what happens, you start to revert back through your life cycle as you get to a per- certain point in age. He is now a teenager. And he finds this humor even funnier than he did 10 years ago when he was still doing like potty jokes and humor and stupidness. Now he loves like the real dumb shit, like baby oil and a bunch of other like dumb stuff. Like everyone has to have a character. And like, I love superheroes again, which we are grown ass people, we love superheroes. But you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's now a teen, preteen, and it's going to get worse. Because he's going to start booking shit that's for, like, eight-year-olds. And then it's going to get dumber. Like, that's how stuff goes. If you have, like, an older parent, grandparent, you understand, like, you got to do more for them as they get older. You got to do that. Like, they start making less decisions for themselves. Like, you have to do these things. He, No one's taking that away from him yet. No one's doing that for him. They're giving him more responsibility and control over things as he gets older. And it's like, yo, that's not how old people work. Well, well okay. Coleman, ask
3: you this question first, and then Kelly, you can pick it back off. They're not giving Vince anything. Vince does what he wants. Vince, take,
1: correct. They're not taking it from
3: him. Let's start there. Sure. Right. Let's go back to this question about taking Vince out of power. Mm. Stephanie's gone. Yeah. Kevin Dunn, we don't know what's happening with Kevin Dunn. Nick Khan doesn't touch creative. Vince doesn't trust Hunter. If you remove Vince McMahon, who replaces him? How does that company run without Vincent Kennedy McMahon if they were to— Oust him from power in booking.
1: There's I mean there's nobody left. There's nobody left. I have one name. Go ahead. And I I don't think again, I'm not saying this with confidence. I'm just saying You're just asking who? Yeah. got be good old Paul Heyman.
3: Paul Heyman ran ECW in the ground. Nick Khan would never trust that man to run that company. Creative? He wouldn't because not financially. But the creative creative creates financial, right? It gets no worse than it is now. How about that? But my point is, is that as much as we talk about Vince McMahon, he has made that company a billion-dollar company by catering to kids. Paul don't know how to do that kind of stuff. No. Creatively, yes, we would all love to see that as adults. But if you're Nick Khan and you have a room full of people who don't watch pro wrestling and you say, hey, this man who was bouncing checks— we should put him in power, that's not gonna happen. It's tough. So who would it be? Stephanie's out of there. They would have to bring her back, but I don't even know if Stephanie wants that. Shane, he ain't there Shane, no more. No, they
1: ran Shane off too. Hunter, I don't even know if Hunter wants that. If it ain't Vince I'm not sure if honest to God, if his health and having like heart problems, Health is the biggest thing. I, yes, I do Hunter. You need otherwise that otherwise it would be Hunter. Right. Yeah, but I don't know if you need that stress health wise. No. Now, every week, right? Like No. I can't be great on this. Like, here's, again,
3: you're taking a a company who, yes, they do Raw, SmackDown, network specials, live, premium live events, whatever you want to call them.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, NXT, all these things. Saudi shows. Saudi shows. As much as we think Vince McMahon is creatively bankrupt, and he is, there is nobody that works harder than that man in that company. He doesn't sleep. So if you remove him from power... And then you're Nick, Cotton it's like it's the right thing to do. Get me, don't get me wrong, but who do you replace him with? With confidence to run that company?
1: That's why it was a family company, and people thought like, "Yo, it's well, clearly keep it's going not as a family company." The family gone. Where's Shane? Someone, uh, someone
5: dig China? out uh, Eric Bischoff from his uh, from its podcasting. Let's get Jeff right.
1: Jarrett's there. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so double J. I,
5: mean, I mean,
3: like, look, look, you could like there's Jared is there. He could become head of booking, right? Like you that's could.
1: that's possible. But I'm just saying there's can't so many any worse. This is my argument. And I'm not saying stuff would get better without Vince. It can't get any worse. Well, again, what I'm saying is Vince. And it's currently getting worse by
3: the day. Yeah, Vince handles everything. Yes. Talent releases are a byproduct of kind of who is and isn't being used based on how much they're getting paid. You got to bring in somebody that's to jump into that, that daily operation, house shows. Like, why are we even doing house shows in 2022? I don't know. I don't even know whether they're touring. I think, like, Raw only had, like, 3,000 people at the show. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine house shows in, like, Poughkeepsie and Boise doing anything but getting talent hurt. Mm -hmm. So, But if you are going to give that responsibility, because you have to find, like, several people. To do Vince's job This is my point. Can't just be one person.
1: No, no. Even Hunter and NXT, we can say he did an amazing job. All this stuff—it was like Hunter and crew, Hunter, Regal, yeah, Shawn Michaels. All, like, like you go down the list of people. Road Dog was there with them. Like they, like, Sarah.
3: Like you know, Sarah, yeah, Prince Albert. Like you had so many people. WWE is a different beast. You need like double the <laughs> stuff. Like and, and it, it, again, my point is is that you're talking about that boardroom. They're not looking at creative. They're not saying, ooh, no. Paul Heyman's great. They don't give a shit. Bottom line. Who can make us money? And like, cause I knew you're gonna bring up Paul Heyman. That's what I wanted to ask you first. Cause Paul Heyman, for all of us, we're like, yeah. Yep. But again, if I'm a stakeholder and I'm like, what did he do with his last company? Oh, he was bouncing checks and it died.
1: Nah, it's not great. We can't have you. Good luck. This is tough. Yeah. It's fam and fam only. You got two options. You ask the fam to come back. Stephanie in particular, not even trips. I mean, not even, you can't ask Shane to come back. Shane, Shane is you
3: useless. Shane. He'll book himself in the Royal Rumble yeah. and win it. <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> you can't have Shane. No, but Stephanie, I think you said this for years. Stephanie has to be the face. Yes. Yeah. Because if Vince goes down over his treatment of women, because even though we know one story with one woman is three male, right? Like that report says multiple instances. Yeah. So we didn't even get into the nitty gritty with other female employees at all. And they it all can't be Laurinitis. Like, So like it's one of those things, if he goes down because of his interactions with women. And let's say people are showing the thread from like 80s where it was like non-consensual. He's forcing himself on women and everything. Let's say if that's in play at all, it has to be Stephanie because she's a woman. And that's the only one in that family, if you're going to continue the family name and like a family business, she's the only one that can jump in. Yes. You have to put a woman in charge. You have to. Just because how egregious the family name has now been tainted with the treatment of women. Got to be Stephanie. Trips can help Stephanie. This is Stephanie's ship. And if not, you got to sell. I mean, again, and if you sell. It sounds crazy. Tony Khan got a lot of money. (laughs) He ain't buying WWE.
3: He, uh, he's not buying WCW. This, this isn't WCW. This isn't a sinking ship financially. It's not. The, money's no. making, the company's making money hand over fist. Correct, but
1: you have to have money to sell it to someone. You're not, not
3: selling it. it to a competitor on another network. That's ridiculous. It's getting sold to a conglomerate like Disney. It's not getting mm. sold to Tony Khan. Mm. But even if you sell it, you still got to find somebody, somebody to run, run it. <laughs> and my whole point is, there's been a debate since Nick came whether WWE is going to sell. If they were even to sell, there was the idea that Vince would probably still be there in some kind of power. You remove him from power, what is WWE without Vincent Kennedy McMahon? It's this is a, it's a better. heavy lift. This is My the, answer this is, is the, the, better. Is, yeah, this
5: is the <laughs> age-old question, though. I mean, how long have we been asking this? How how long has it been like? When is when is Vince McMahon done? Yep. And he just has never been done. No, because he's Vince McMahon. Doesn't even take days off yet. But no. He, the end doesn't even look like it's near the no. insight. You know, and like that's and that's what like will always make this question so daunting is that like for someone who has held this power and is not necessarily like we could talk about like who's gonna take over, that plan has never been finalized. There's never been a clear path for that, no matter what situation WWE's been in. Even when, you know, things were going great with NXT and Triple H was doing great stuff there, there was never a Oh well, Vince will retire and Triple H will. Just no, take oh, over. K-
1: Kale said that. Kel believed it. Not thought Vince. I thought Trips would take over when Vince died. I never thought Vince was just gonna say. But that's that's what we're Here. talking. That's what we're the talking same. about though, yeah. right?
5: It's over over his dead body, yeah. right? Yeah, like
1: literally, yeah. Literally. It's I mean, you yeah, like there's, step over him in gorilla. What, whatever, it gently is. take the headsets and still kind of look at him because it may be a work. It and then you just got <laughs> <laughs> to look at like Vince on the ground. And he he's has like, gone uh?
5: into a limo that's
1: blown up before. It has been a work. Yep, we're just saying just to see if you're gonna take his headset. You just be like, oh, heart attack, fake it on the floor. Trips yeah. grabs the headset and he's like, I knew it. Hey, pal, <laughs> you're fired. Like, you're fired.
3: <laughs> so wow. Doug, I don't Never know. know. I don't, like this whole thing is a mess. It's the only thing that could take Vince down was this. Yes.
5: All we know is There's it's, it's definitely the end of people power. Yeah, I think
3: Lauren Nice is done. He gone. I think I think Golden Parachute. But he shit in a trash bag. They won't. <laughs> they, send put it a, to his house. they put several million in a trash bag because he because he will have to accept responsibility for everything. Yeah. Because depending on how deep this investigation is, is he also can, married? Yeah, I mean, I mean, not that that matters. I believe so. is he married to you
1: like not the, sure.
3: the Bella's? Yes. That was mom. Yes, he's he's their he's their stepfather. What? Yes, Johnny Ace the wedding. Yes, <laughs> the point is Johnny Ace could take the fall. Depending on how deep the investigation goes, if they are unable to draw a direct line between this individual and Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon will still be in power. Yeah, they have to draw a direct line. If Lauren Knight steps in and was like, "Oh no, bud, I was I was the one who." use Vince's name and took it to Vince's house. Like there's ways they can get around this.
5: And and thinking of it this way, like Vince McMahon has survived so many different (laughs) controversies. The steroid trial. The steroid trial in the midst of steroids being the biggest talking point in sports. And then he who shall not be named. Yes. And Vince is still there. So, you know, it's going to take we're gonna we're gonna see where this goes. This is this is obviously a very developing story. They but. didn't
1: have social media back then. They didn't have me too. They didn't have a lot of shit That's that true. they have now. So the pressure cooker could get a Here's lot my question. hotter. The bre- the
5: breadcrumb trail can go. Here's yeah.
1: my question: Did it stop Trump? No. Thank you. But his company wasn't necessarily publicly traded. I'm just saying. Like- I'm just saying, is the president His of the United of f- States? No. Did it stop Trump? No, but when it comes to shareholders and company, and like again, in 2022, you you can't do that shit. You can say you've done it in your past and you've learned. You can't actively do it now. This is the past. This two years ago. It's the past. No. I'm telling no, I'm is- telling you.
3: Listen, I'm not defending. I say I, he might get away with it. I personally think. Vince did it. Whatever it is, no, he yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah. He's been doing it. No, of course. He's been doing it <laughs> <Yes>. for years. a <laughs> decade. <laughs> like, Longer than I've been none,
5: none of this is shocking to yes. any of us
3: here. Like, dude, Linda McMahon's like, God damn it, you got caught. Like, everybody yeah. knows Vince is doing don't this. Don't be an idiot. I told you, don't be an idiot. But I'm saying, you have to be very careful. You have to draw a direct line to make this thing come to fruition. Yeah. These are all, like, they're investigating. And if Johnny Laurinaitis is a stopgap,
1: he will take the fall and Vince will still be in power. He'll do that off the strength. Before money is even discussed, Vince come to him man-to-man, man, like, yo, you got to take this for me? That's, that's Jay-Z and Un. No, like, he, you, you're doing you're doing is, bid right there. I though. guarantee you Vince hasn't even said it. And Johnny's already to. packing his locker. Easy. What? Yo, First what back. I got to sign.
3: What offshore account do I have to send this to?
1: Like, no. this... it's I'm all telling me. you. Like, him... He, that's, again... People say Vince has always been surrounded by his guys, right? Like, his... No, Vince always surrounded by yes, man. That's, like, why we have yes. a bunch of... Sh- Those motherfuckers are loyal. You say a lot, like... Yes. They'll go down with the ship. They don't go... Yo, like... They're like, yo, I'll give my life for this, man. <laughs> like, it's like Anchorman. Yes. Like, he's Ron Burgundy. Everybody else is hopeless without... Him. They want to get an apartment together. The, the,
3: <laughs> the other answer to the question is, like, who could take over? It would be, if Dunn doesn't go down, Dunn, Pritchard, and probably Stephanie.
1: Yeah. That's- Dunn would be horrible. Pritchard... Shows no acumen to be any better.
3: You're again. You are talking about this from the wrong lens. I am talking about people that have worked under Vince that can keep that machine going. I'm not talking about creatively. It's going to still suck, but it sucks. But it's making a ton of money. Yeah, but it's going to. I think what they're, they're not trying to proved, look. They're not trying to improve creative. Like if they get Vince out of here, like Nick Connor and the board is like, let's improve creative. No, they that's don't not care. Initiative. No, they so, don't care. They am talk yeah. talking in
1: house. Not not the board, not Nick. When you show up and say, "Well, big man's out of here," what are we doing on these storylines? What's it, our next stuff? What it'll are we be Pritchard. To Mania? It'll be Pritchard and done. Yeah. There's no. Yo, what would Vince do? There can't be. Oh, we're scrapping this on Monday morning for yes, Monday night. Yes, there will. That has to go. No, you if, have to it run won't. this better. It
3: won't. You think Bruce Pritchard is going to change when Vince is gone?
1: No, I just think there's less
3: hecticness according to who they've lived in that world. They're used to that world. They're not. Look, you may not like it, but there's a reason why Dunn and Pritchard have been there as long as they have and why Jeff Jarrett got brought, brought, brought be back be in fair, the fold. Pritchard was gone. Pritchard was gone. And a lot he came of people back. have gone and He's gone, gone back. Come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a revolving That's, door. Yeah. But the point is. Door's always open. It's like, Indeed. Nobody's going to tell Pritchard, you got to change creative. Nobody's saying that because Pritchard is booking these shows.
1: As they are, and Vince is saying, "I like that." It's Going to be keep making money. They're going to they're, make money. They,
3: that's obviously my point. You put
1: whatever on television. You are going to make money. right now. But I am
3: saying that's my point. That's that nobody cares. It's nobody cares about creative. They care about cash, and who can keep the boat going? It have to be a, a a unified front of Dunn Pritchard. Because who's going to get Dunn out of there? Who's going to get rid of Pritchard? If
1: the that well, whole money laundering is going I to mean, get done. Yes. <laughs> no. Like that's that's how you got like. And Bruce, no, Bru- Bruce probably not going to get out of there right now, right? Like, oh, absolutely not. But again, it's it's if someone, like, is not a group effort and collective by, like, Nick. Like, say Vince is ousted and they say, Nick Khan, you now have control. Nick would then get a, a, a group of people and say, I don't know shit about creative. You guys keep doing it. Right? He would get Bruce Pritchard, Pritchard and Kevin Dunn. And he'd say, you guys keep doing it. Yes. And, and it'd be yeah. collective effort. If they said, oh, well, now it's Stephanie's ship. now there's a, a figurehead who still reigns like Vince did and could have power over the Pritchard. Not she would get Bruce Pritchard and Kevin Dunn. And again, she would get final saying, or she could say, yo, I want Trips to have final saying. And shit would change because there's one voice up top. If that one voice ends up being Nikon, then no, it's going to be exactly the same. Pritchard has no one to answer to because he doesn't give a fuck about creative. And you can do whatever you want and keep doing the same shit. I'm just- that's, Big man all, all,
5: all, all, all I know is like whatever happens with Vince McMahon- like WWE still in this space as just the brand name still carries so much weight oh. to the, to the point where, and not, and, and obviously we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk AEW later, but as far as controversy, not avoiding them with Jeff Hardy, yep. I saw plenty of articles that said former WWE wrestler, yep. Jeff Hardy, they didn't refer to him as an AEW mm-hmm. guy. They said he was former WWE So, like that brand, no matter what is going on with Vincent Kennedy McMahon, still carries so much weight. NFL,
1: it's Coca Cola. It's like it is the
5: shield of professional
1: wrestling. That's that's, you're you're not catching it. But you know, uh, hey, you know, there's been plenty
5: of investigations, but there's also been plenty of rumors. Yep, including with Sasha Banks.
1: Love the segue. Sasha Banks rumors have gotten her release. I mean, pretty good sources, right? So we're just gonna operate under the appearance that she is no longer there. Her and Naomi walked out not too long ago, threw the belts on the table of who I believe was Lauren Knight. <laughs> and this and this
5: is as we're recording and we are recording this yes. on
1: a Thursday. Correct.
5: Yes. So, so things may change by that point. Sure. We'll operate maybe. under
1: the rumor. Yes. So if Sasha is gone, hmm. if Naomi is gone, maybe, maybe not.
5: Nothing on that. Just Sasha. Um,
1: just Sasha. If Sasha is gone, and, you know, I love me some Sasha Banks. When I think about this, one, they don't give a fuck. Don't give a damn about creating. This one. Anyone they put out there is going to sell. They are not right in this. They've alienated her. They have not respected her skills. She should be a top woman. She is arguably the best women's wrestler in the world. right now, And has been for quite some time. She don't miss. If they don't see her in that regard... And she sees herself as more. And they let her walk. I'm not mad at that anymore from the WWE or ever from the WWE angle. I'm not mad at her for doing what she did. But the one thing you can't be is a flight risk. And she's a flight risk. This isn't the first time. This is the first time she did it the night of something, which means it's escalating. But she didn't like how she dropped the belts. Um, the tag belts the first time She bounced for like six months They let her get her shit together She comes back, tag belts again She doesn't like it, she puts them on the table When you have live TV Yo, if we're just being professional here You're not professional You should have been fired then So they let you walk This is not your first offense This is like when you broke I've When you broke And you dating like a super hot girl She got mad money her, her career is great. She has all the prospects. She ain't got nothing. And you know she's the shit. She's Probably the best girl you're ever going to get. But if she breaks up with you every three months, my, I got to let you walk. You're a flight risk. You way above and out of my league, sure. Sure, my brokenness is causing the problems. But if you break up with me, I got to let you go. Because that's a no way. I don't care what you bring to the table. You can't dump me every three to six months. You're you're not dependable. And that's what Sasha is. She's the really hot girl. Sometimes the really hot girl ain't for you. And there's always going to be another. She walks out now like, oh, I got the Mandalorian. You do. You're great. You can change your name to Mercedes. You can go to AEW. You can go to Japan. You do whatever you want. You can continue to be on Disney. They're like, who cares? (laughs) We told Steve Austin to walk. He came back. We were fine. It was a John Cena. The Rock left. You could be a lot of things in this world, Sasha Banks. I'm rolling my dice that you're not The Rock, and we lost him. We survived. We had John Cena. People call him the Goat. He left for <coughs> Hollywood. We survived. Have your release and bounce, but you'd be a lot of things. You can be disgruntled. You can be loud. You can be. You can't be. You you can't be, just. She's not dependable, and that's I, what that's that's what you can't be. I disagree with you one hundred
3: percent. Your analogy was whack. No, that's the real girlfriend. The girlfriend thing. Get out of here. No, that's real. No, it's not. Here's they treated her really bad. Here's but, here's why. Yo, are you down or are you not? That's where you. That's where you got it wrong. If you if you are cheating on this rich girl, yeah. Because, look, she has been dependable. She has been reliable. Has she no. not? Has no. she not? No, sh- not when you just bounce. And I... L- no, no, no. Listen, I said I'm- she's been dependable and reliable in the ring because... Oh, in the ring. Sure, sure. Because, yeah. Okay, she got upset and left. Yeah. Stone Cold took his ball and went home, right? Yep. And- she's done it twice. Maybe three times. Did they- oh, twice no, that we know. Twice. Did they... That Stone, we know. Stone, Cold- Stone Cold came back, right? Yep. Was there any competition with The Rock? Did the WCW exist when The Rock started doing Hollywood? Not like that. No. 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 You're this is happening when there's competition.
1: She her going to AEW doesn't change the landscape of WWE. She can go wherever she wants. From she can go to the, Hollywood and become a megastar. From what she perspective become the Rock. from what perspective do you think it doesn't hurt? It doesn't hurt the bottom line, the dollars we just talked about. She's not she's not changing the needle more than CM Punk going there, more than Daniel Bryan going there. She helps them a lot. Yes, she Immediately helps aid up. She helps any company she goes to. Again, she's arguably the greatest women's wrestler in the world right now. Her storytelling, her in-ring ability, she makes so many other people better. That's incredible. She's on the bottom dollar. They are not going to put less butts in seats because Sasha Banks isn't there. One, because she, she's tested this before. She's left for six months. They survived. She's been in a Mandalorian. Cool. Like... They understand that, yo, we we can go on without you if you're not with us, even though it's a very shitty climate, So, like, yes, we know it's bad here. We're not going to make it better. You down or you not? And that's it. And she couldn't say I'm down twice. You got to go. You can make whoever else you want better. Because guess what? I was telling Big Mac this. I was at his crib the other day. I was like, yo, we're, it's funny, like, watching sports and covering sports. And I understand, like, the WWE is, like, Maybe Vince's mentality a little bit. Is that like, as much like the NFL, like Tom Brady's incredible, right? Like he's been incredible for 20 years. They don't do Tom Brady dirty, but say they did. And he went some, Who's the thing? You have the NFL not, NFL. not the NFL. You have to talk about the Patriots. Sure. The Patriots. They let him walk, right? At the prime of his career. Prime of his career. He went. Yes, he won Super Bowls in Tampa. But you understand.
3: No, no, no. This Forget Tampa. Talking about the prime years of Tom Brady's career. Does it, he was with them for the prime. But what I'm saying is, we've seen players hold out, right? Yep. You make certain exceptions
1: for certain players. Sure. But in the end, you know, as good as you are, they let Tom walk. He's the GOAT. You know. But they let Tom walk because he was old. You have an expiration <laughs> date. All of these people have an expiration date. But if your expiration is not up, and, and there's it, always I'm another. On. There is not always
3: another. There is always. No, no, no. right um, in me, the history of WWE, there is let me always explain. another. Let me explain. The Sasha Banks situation right now. Yes. Is where she is arguably at the peak of her powers. We're not talking about Sasha Banks. It's just won the, the Raw no, no, no. Women's Championship. Mandalorian, all yeah. these other opp- opportunities. You have a star in your hand. Correct. And you're letting her walk because you made a bad booking decision. Yep. Which people agree is
1: bad. Several times. We you several times. They've made several bad booking decisions leading to her walking away. Yes, because part of this is I'm sure of this
3: without knowing for sure. Charlotte does the same shit. Sure. They keep Charlotte. Cool. So if you're not going to let Sasha do it, the, I, what it's called is... Charlotte office. show up on Monday though, right? Did like she? Outside of surgery? Surgery, getting married. Like she dips when she
1: wants to. Okay. Rhonda left, right? I mean, yeah, Ron. But that's I you know. Uh, well, that, no, here's what I'm saying. Like, here's what I'm saying. Not disgruntled, like not like I hate you guys.
3: Ronda oh, left man. and shitted on the fans on her way out. That was horrible. <laughs> but they didn't release her. No, brought they, her back as a baby. They released their, it allegedly released Sasha. Yeah, because of this bad booking decision. Yeah, and Naomi may be right behind her. We don't know. I don't know. But you look at the women's division right now. Yes, one person doesn't change everything. But how did WCW almost beat WWF?
1: Sure, they got enough of those one persons. You, but the accumulation starts to get you right. right. It's certain Um, talent.
3: You just certain talent. At certain point, you got to go like, damn, this is gonna hurt us. Yes, the Patriots are gonna be the Patriots, right? Yep. But you can't tell me that Mac Jones is the same as Tom Brady.
1: He's prime. He's not. And you understand Tom is gonna bring a lot to the Bucks, and damn, they gonna be really good. While we're gonna be kind of down and out for a quick second. So good for mediocre. But uh, like, we're gonna be mediocre for a while, and we're gonna watch this guy shine because he still got some in the tank. But even then, you have to understand, no matter how long this goes, no matter how big she gets, there's going to be another star. She, she could have left for Disney or Hollywood two years from now. She could have, like, you don't know how long you had her anyway. You have a contract. You know how long you have her. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to let her go. But when you, when you put that on the table, it's like, cool, but we're going to, like, is she the last person going to go to Hollywood? Was she the first? No, but it's not the Hollywood thing. It's that she disagreed with creative. understand. And at this point, that's a precedent. You can't... She can be mad all she wants. But everyone could be mad at that. Every single person has shitty booking in this company. The company has been booking people horribly for... Let's be moderate. Modest. Five years. Yeah, that's very modest. Modest. Five years. Horrible booking. Could You go before that, maybe people like AJ Styles, John Cena stuff, whatever. 2017 and on. If you came out from NXT, you're shot. Career done. It's a wrap. We've seen many people. Everyone knows this. Wrestlers in the company know this. The booking's bad. Are they booking the stars bad, though? Everyone who isn't. Roman Reigns and Charlotte uh, and the the part-timers, Ronda, Brock, right? But yeah, yeah, like full-timers, if you're not those two, maybe Rollins. Yeah, definitely Rollins. Uh, Becky Ran- worked. Randy Orton. Becky Lynch, there, there, there is a tier of names, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, you got like five people, and even Randy's had some weird booking. He had, he had worms on the canvas. Let's not forget. Yeah, but you're still they, fighting for a title. But, okay, people have had bad booking, right? I'm just saying, like even Becky had bad booking. The man made her take off, and she's been fine since. She had a baby, came well, back.
3: Wait, wait, wait. When you, but we're not talking about bad booking just from a character standpoint. We're talking about this is the first time it, there's there were titles. Yes. It's, it was being devalued.
1: It is. The IC championship means nothing. U.S. title means nothing. To be fair, the two titles, Roman Reigns went home with mean nothing because they're not even being defended in four months. Nothing means nothing in that company. Everyone getting a paycheck knows it. Now, people are getting a paycheck. They're there. At the end of the day, Mustafa Ali got the shaft in general. Not saying he's the biggest name, but like he gets the shaft Horrible. Finn Balor gets the shaft Horrible. Ali Ali
3: allegedly took his ball and went home too. Did he? Allegedly. Oh, okay. That when he disappeared from television. There were reports that he had disappeared from TV because he didn't agree with creative. Okay. Came back, they gave him a match. I don't know, Randomly,
1: just gave him a match. They didn't release him though. All right. Didn't release him. Why didn't they release him? How many times are you going to do it? I'm just, I'm at, here's the question I'm asking. When you do it publicly and you do it multiple times, you got to go. No. Here's why.
3: When other wrestlers do it, they don't acknowledge it on TV. The mistake is on the WWE for calling them unprofessional on a live broadcast. They could pivot around that shit. They, they could have p- pivoted. They blew it. They could have pivoted. They blew it. And I guarantee you the way that they handle that is the reason why Sasha was getting released. Because there is no... There's no it's hard to come back. There's no coming... Like, if you're Sasha... They were fed up that night. That night, they knew. But what I'm saying is... It's they over. They could have fixed it that night. When you start pulling down their merch... When you have Michael Cole and Pat McAfee call you unprofessional
1: on TV, you blew it. That night, they didn't blow it. They didn't blow it. They did. It was completely purposeful saying those things. That night, again, we're dealing with a man who's 70, 80. Yes. And you're 70, 80, you don't care. You're impulsive. Fuck it. I might not be here tomorrow. Like, I do whatever I want. That night, it's like, it's over. I'm done with her. And she's gone. And I'm going to devalue her in every way possible on her way out. She's unprofessional. We ain't buying her merch. I'm going to sit her at home for three weeks. I'm going to mention this. You think they sat her at home? No, I mean, she wasn't coming back. There you go. <laughs> no, she wasn't coming back. But, but, but I'm but, just saying, like, but, for three weeks, they mentioned it on air. We're having a tournament. We're not having a tournament. Right. You know, when Naomi and Sasha went, they mentioned it. They tried to devalue her name as much as possible, and they say, yeah, go and walk. It didn't work. Like, you're not the people on her side. But in their head, that night... That day, they knew, no, nah, she's gone. I disagree.
3: I think they thought that she was going to come back, but the relationship was too damaged by that point. Yeah. I
1: think all, pulling their merch off of this, the store. And I think it's okay for both of them. That's all I'm saying. I, I know what I, you're I saying. I think it's okay for the WWE. They're not going to fall off of a cliff. I think no. it's great for her. I think it'll be no. cool. I, I want to see like what the opportunities are if you go. Like, I think the momentum's good enough, right? That she continues to do Mandalorian. She gets more Hollywood stuff. She has more time. Um, maybe she does other things like that. I don't know how much of that is a product of the WWE machine. So, I I don't see other wrestlers necessarily outside of WWE getting these opportunities. But she already has them. So, can you continue the momentum, or do you kind of like just waver a bit? You know, like, but Batista went out there. He didn't really have the machine behind him, but he was still still signed. Like, so I I don't know. I'm saying it's a good thing for her. But I'm not sure if she gets less opportunities without the WWE machine. She'll be fine. I'm not sure if you market her as Mercedes and people have the same name cachet. She'll be fine. I I don't know. She'll be fine.
5: Yeah, I think... I uh, I
1: think she'll be fine.
5: Again, I I think... Yeah, I I see what you're saying, Kel, as far as, like... I I don't think anyone will disagree as far as WWE is the machine. We were just talking about this with Vince McMahon, right? It's... It is emblematic. It is the brand, right? Like, will someone... You know, like, like, do, you know, stars, they move on or they keep rotating and coming back. But like, ultimately, like, there will be people that come up through the ranks and, and, you know, step their game up and take that spot, so to speak. Right. The issue is the optics of it. Just don't, they, they look horrible when it's compared with other incidents that had happened in that company. Right. So we had, we had Ali Take his ball and go home, right? It's a dirt bag. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. No, 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 and 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 you're you're talking about this from the perspective of the company's going like, well, we're fine. We don't care. Like, yeah. we're good. And that is a valid perspective from its big corpora. I mean, that's, that's it.
1: that is what it is. We but, are dirt bags. We know we're dirt bags. you want this check? The,
5: the the examples I bring up would be like Ollie, I would even bring up Tony Storm. Yeah, Tony Storm. Like, her, like as far as her story, as far as she's kind of documented, it is. Like she was getting, she was having like a dentist appointment and got called and was like, we need you here. And she was like, I can't do this. And like, and again, like these are people stepping up for their, they're saying they're, they're trying to put their own value over the company that is supporting them, which is a very big trend now, right? Like that's what people are doing, but announcers don't come on and go, well, Tony Storm is, is very uh, unprofessional is, and you're taking, your star was a young and in her prime black woman and crushing her on national television. Hey, the optics are not good. Understand this. People get again. And, and the thing is, is that was an emotional decision that got made that night by That's WWE. It. And that, and that was them whining like a baby. And because they just no coming back because they knew their big star was not coming back. That revolving door, like you talk about the rock leaves. The revolving door is always open. John Cena leaves. Summer of Cena. The door is open for these people who who come and go and are on. Not not anymore for Sasha Banks. I wouldn't go that
1: far. No, I don't think so. I would say, again, I see shit and worse and people come back. So I'm not saying that five years, you know, next five years, anything like that. There's no moxie handshake deal. But I'm also not saying that, like, she won't ever walk back in and, like, you know, I don't know, pose or something. Like, you know, her music hits, like, in five, six years, if everything goes well on both sides. And they'll be like, yo, nah, yeah, you can always come home. But if you go and wrestle and do whatever you want, if your star shines brighter, you want to come back, cool. If you don't want to come back, cool. But she would have to come back to them and be like, hey, I want to be a part of this. I don't think... Now on your point, I don't think they're reaching out to her and be like. It would have oh, to logical. be. It
5: would have to be a Cody Rhodes situation.
1: Kinda, yeah, kinda, I kinda, mean, like, kind of. Cody
5: smashed the the. Different Wrong circumstances, it the, doesn't it doesn't line up. It, I I I by no means mean
1: to compare no, the situations. They did not but, say he was unprofessional. But the it way was, it,
5: right, correct. It would have to be a case of uh, where where Cody was like, okay, let me see what your plan is. Let me buy into this plan, and then everything was revolved around Cody no. Rhodes. He had a fucking
1: countdown. Hundred percent. But I've right? seen I've seen Bret Hart back in the WWE. <laughs> sure, sure. I saw him wrestle like Vince McMahon. Like I, I I've seen him put a poor sharpshooter on on some other people. Like I've seen worse situations. And people come back. Not, not for long. And Bre- Bret Hart's insane. He'll still crush him to this day. He doesn't care. But they know how good he is. They got to bring him in for certain things. He'll, he'll come back home when needed. If he wants. Yeah.
3: I don't think there'll ever be a situation after this. If Sasha's gone, yeah. where she will come to the WWE asking to do anything. With yeah,
1: her. I don't think she comes. Then I don't, I don't think she is seen in a ring. Here's again. my question Does Sasha Banks
5: wrestle again.
1: I don't know. I, because there's going
5: to be a lot of people going like yeah. AEW AEW yeah. AEW. Uh. AEW like as as much as we love AEW and we'll be talking about AEW in the next segment. I mean, we're we're huge fans of what AEW do, is doing. They are not on the level of WWE, especially no. in the women's division. No. Sasha Banks doesn't need AEW. She doesn't need anything.
3: No. So does she wrestle again? So so here's the deal. This is my personal opinion. Sasha Banks and CM Punk are very similar. Hmm. They love pro wrestling. Yeah. Until the company that they work for made them hate it. Okay. If Sasha leaves, it's because WWE sucked the joy out of pro wrestling. Now, the difference is when Punk left, there was nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. Sasha could look at Vince and be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to go to this company and help.
1: If she still wants to wrestle. I think she could rediscover her love and wrestling people there and getting yeah. time. I
3: mean, I'm not sure. I, see, Punk was broken, beaten down. Yeah. Like, there was a
1: lot going on with Punk when he left. Sasha is not those things. Sasha trying to be like Daniel Bryan. Not in, yeah. you know, situation, but in, like, when he got there, and it was just, like, you can feel the joy. Yes. Where He was like, yo, I get to work with all these people. And he put people over. And he, do, he doesn't care that joy came across. when he got Right. There. And obviously, Tony has enough to get Sasha. Yes, he does. And
3: if, if, if Sasha's looking at the situation with, like, I'll show them, which I feel like she's that type of person, she could, she could come back and wrestle. could do that. Because there's nowhere else for her to go. Like, some people are like, Impact. No, no, she's not no. Not
1: she like, could take some dates in Japan. She'll she go to
3: Stardom and work some dates. Yeah. I could totally see that. That's what of funny. But here's, here's where it gets interesting, right? Because Sasha, we don't know what's going on with Naomi. Paige's contract is up July 7th.
4: Yeah. And she, they let her go.
3: Yeah. Well, her contract was up. I'm not going to yeah. say they let they her go. They didn't renew. Or they tried
1: to, and she said no, because she wants to wrestle. I think she put out a statement. She did. Yeah, she was like, "It's not that I didn't want to come back. It's just that they didn't want." To we don't know. I- yeah, we don't know. Granted, but- they maybe didn't want to pay her one way or money. another money. She's yeah, not gonna gone. Back. She's gone, right? Hopefully, she gets cleared and she can wrestle again. Because it seems like she wants to wrestle. And I know you.
3: And I get what you're saying in terms of like, yes, there's always gonna be somebody. Yes, Hogan left. They had. They yeah. tried with Warrior. They built Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. They got Bianca. Bianca
1: could be a, a star of need. Yes. If, they, if
3: used correctly, not here's giving them any. Here's the Bret problem. Hart. Here's the problem.
1: Who wants to work for WWF to see something like this happen? That's, this where, is now, that's where the optics come in. This is now the question. If you go there, if you go there, you know it's a shitty work environment. Wrestling community is very small. So, you know people who work at all these companies. They root for each other. They do a lot of things. People talk. It hasn't been a secret how poor the, the work environment is on the main roster. For a long time. How unhappy people are. People kept signing to NXT. People kept wanting to go there. I could be different. We talked to Swerve. He was like, I just wanted the challenge. Like, I'm always going to bet on myself. And then it didn't work and he went back to where you, wherever he wanted to go. I think people until it's seen as not being the big leagues or the number one company are going to say yes i understand everyone else is unhappy but i could be roman i disagree i could be seth i disagree here's why no, i think i just watched what they did to sasha banks
3: like when nxt when people were signing nxt they weren't even making like 150,000 yeah. right but nxt was hot right if i'm a if i'm a name i know they're going to ruin me i know it I know it because
1: the track record. If they could do that to Sasha, who am I? Fair. Also. And I think in their mind, they're like, yo, Sasha wasn't Andy darling. We made Sasha Banks. They, like, you you look at Bianca Belair, she had no previous experience. We made Bianca. So do people need to sign there? Because they're signing a ton of college athletes on NIL. Well,
3: here's here's my point that I was about to make. Like, if I'm a talent and I've seen all this green-ass talent that's getting signed, hurting people. Yep. And I'm, am I from another company? If I'm from Impact? You don't go there. If I'm Moose? No, you don't go there. I'm like, what am I, what, why would I go? No. Like, what am I doing here? Because all you're hearing about is talent being miserable. Yep. And people leaving. The Sasha thing, like, yeah, Tony Storm. Okay. Killer Cross, Keith Lee, Swerve. None of them were on Sasha Banks' level. No. Nope. And they did that to Sasha? If I'm a talent, I'm like. Anybody can get it. And while it, that, that's where I'm saying the, the long-term effect of what, if this is all true, if this is what's happening, like people are going to want to go to AEW. Obviously, they're going to run out of room. It's just you can only do yeah. so much. But it looks bad. And this is how Paris begins to burn. Because it doesn't happen tomorrow. doesn't happen next year. But
1: they signed all these athletes. What if they don't work out? Yeah, how long? So, but I, we talked about it on the show. The main roster, honestly, if you keep, like, enough people around, you only have, like, four spots a year for male talent. You only have, like, two spots a year for female talent, right? Like, and that's if you do call-ups every year, which they've they've done pretty religiously. Like, so if you get to two or three years from now and you get four NXT call-ups that are ready, two women call-ups, one of those pan out on the men's side and one of those pan out on the women's side. The next year, you're going to get four more call-ups and two more call-ups. It's much like college football recruiting or the draft process. You're bringing in all these talented athletes. You need one person to break through out of all of these classes. And then you keep feeding in. So in 10 years, if one person breaks through a year, you have 10 top guys, five, six top women that you can shuffle around. And that'll take you far. Everyone else on the bottom, you just let people be mid-carders who are mid-carders. You give them a good gimmick, a look, and you just say you're there. And I think that's what they're going for. You, you don't got to find a lot of people. You got to find a Roman Reigns, no experience beforehand, taught him how to wrestle. You got to find Big E, no experience beforehand, taught him how to wrestle. You, Bianca Belair, no experience beforehand, taught her how to wrestle. Like, yeah, cool. You can mix in a Seth Rollins. Theory. There he's that guy. Yeah. Yo, that's okay. There's one independent guy that I think that could work. Like, Riddle came in, and they kind of had their, their eye on Riddle for a while. They're like, yo, go to Evolve, show us up, come here. Occasionally, you can mix in an indie guy. But every year, you look at their roster and the people they like, and on top, you no, know, we like them now, and they're great wrestlers now. They weren't on indies. They weren't anything. And they're just like, we just need one of those guys. Big E's entire class came in. Where are they at?
3: Well, the class 09, that was, Naomi was in that class. Oh, you found two. But but here's the thing. That's one man, one woman. Here's the thing. That's 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 all you you need. Everything you just mentioned is great because there was no competition. Yep.
1: If I have to make a choice. There's no competition. I love AEW. I love everything no, they're no, doing. No, 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 They're not taking those people. No, nope. they're not taking Gabe Stevens. It's not, it's, it,
5: it's not necessarily about just AEW as a competition. I think it's just, it's just the rest, like the wrestling community right. as a whole.
1: I think as yeah. far
5: as just all of, like the coverage is different. It's not all about just TV time but anymore with take, social media.
1: Are they taking the blue chippers? But what's a blue chipper? Those that's that's the key. If you if you and say we, the big kid which from Stanford, it, they just signed yo. This kid from Stanford has our look, all this stuff we're going to teach him how to wrestle. Tony Khan's not going to get them. Tony did get Wardlow. That's a blue chipper, in my mind. Someone with, like, limited wrestling experience. He was but, on the Indies. Yeah, but young, still like a blue chipper. Cool, I pull him. You know, he he goes and gets Jade. And they had a chance at Jade and blew it. Mark Henry yes. brings that in. Mark got, she's a blue chipper. Yo, we'll teach her. Like, you know, not going through the Indies too long, all this stuff. You, those are blue chip, you look the part talent. And that's, that's not to say other people can't play. That's not how college football works. But there's like, yo, this is a blue chip prospect. And they flame out too. But when you look at them in football, they say, T-shirts and shorts. This person's a player. That's a blue chip talent. In wrestling, the WWE gets the blue chip talent more times out of not. And they say, we can do that. And then their, their model before is blue chip talent. Second, third generation wrestlers. Your pappy wrestled here. Your 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 mama, your auntie, your uncle will bring you in with the blue chippers, and that's how we're creating this. I think they still get that crop.
5: Well, I think what's wild too is that it, this is it's just such a drastically different approach to what they had just only a few years ago. Yeah, when they yeah. were when and granted, it was you know. <laughs> I hate I hate that we have to keep going back to Trips' NXT and be like, back in my day when NXT right. was NXT. But it's yeah. like, that's when they were signing the Adam Coles. That's when yep. they were signing the KOs. That's when they were signing the Sammy Zayn's, right? Like this is just a different approach. We don't know if this signing the blue chip and teach them how to wrestle is going to work. We really don't. Uh, but that is what they're kind of banking on here. It's, and, it's and and there is a different approach as far as you know, there is an independent circuit out there and it is legit. And there is social media to present that to people. And that was not the case years ago. And there wasn't television competition years ago either. So, they are walking this rope. And I think this is the first time that we go, All right, I I don't know if this is going to work.
1: Yeah, I I think maybe the WWE has conceded that, yo, AEW, if you want those guys, (laughs) you you can have your pick of yeah. Of that litter, and we'll take, and not to say it's right or wrong, but we're going to go and get the blue chippers, the people we're gonna teach and all this stuff. It's a bottom line gonna, decision. It's cheaper. It it really is. And yeah. It's a cheaper floor and a very high ceiling. Because Roman can make money. Like Big E they they led the company emerge, what, four years? Mm-hmm. Right? Like these people, if they hit the ceiling, Brock Lesnar's. Straight out of college. Gable, Gabe Stevenson, he hit. The, the ceiling is very high of how much they could bring in. Right. And the floor is very low. Yeah.
5: Would you rather pay Gable Stevenson, whatever they're paying him, or pay Adam Cole a million
1: dollars? Again, the ceiling? G- yeah, Gable Stevenson. But that's yeah, what we're talking about, right? Like, Gable Stevenson probably has, Stevenson. A high, it has, has a higher Stevenson. ceiling if he hits. Brock Lesnar has the highest ceiling in professional wrestling. He hit. Like those people are who they're going after, and they'll break out on everyone else. So we, we could button this up.
3: Here's my countered everything that you just said. The blue chip prospect thing works as long as you have talent to teach them mm. and to work them.
1: Yes, That's true. There's always been a Sean. Because There's always been a Brent.
3: When the WWF was established, yep. it wasn't with blue chip talent. Nope. It's because they ate up the regions and took those talent and made them workers. Junkyard Dog was a star yep. in Memphis before he came and became basically a mid-card guy. Yep. Snooked everybody. Yep. You can filter in a blue chipper when you have talent around them to make them better. Definitely. But what happens when you have a roster just full
1: of these athletes? That's that's where they're getting to and that's not good. That, you, beco- it,
5: you become the Oklahoma City yeah. Thunder.
1: Right. right. You you need a all He's, these draft picks. Yep. What are you doing with them? You it, need a theory. Yep. Right? You you need AJ, I'm not counting AJ and everybody, they're older, right? I'm talking about younger guys. Yeah. To be fair, before they screw them over, in which they're showing no, no ability to, to think smartly in this, Butch is perfect. And Butch is no one. You should have kept him as Pete Dunn. Right. And he's a perfect talent to bring in and be the worker around these young people, right? You, you need that occasional person who knows what they're doing to be like, oh, okay. Because you know when the person who's a little green is always going to have a banger. Until they turned in someone like Montez, who's now like 230 pounds, all muscle, and he looks like he's going to be the best thing since sliced bread, right? Another guy, blue chip prospect, didn't know anything, amazing wrestler now. So, in the in the meantime, though, he worked a ton of people. The Usos are great wrestlers, second generation, by the way. So, so you bring them in, your model works. You can't rush them. And they're rushing them. And they're rushing them because they're losing... What they built the past five years. And they don't got anything to bridge that gap. Well, because Vince like, doesn't have the foresight. Yeah. In you, understanding that, hey. Maybe if he would have cut them little by little. Just, you know, just little cuts. You're making money. You don't have to go two years of cutting everyone who's ever wrestled in NXT. Or you just use them. That's. Like, NXT, NXT that would also was. Help. NXT was selling
3: out houses. Yep. NXT was a hotter ticket than WrestleMania in Dallas. It's the hottest ticket in town.
1: Yes, but. At the top level, what is the ceiling? And I think they looked and he said, these guys sell houses and all this stuff. And that's cute. And that's good. But I need main ventures for WrestleMania. And I don't think anyone there can produce that. I think that is wrong thought. But No, no I agree. But the ceiling is, is are we going to have a, another guy who looks like The Rock? Are we going to have another guy who looks like Cena? Are we going to have Hollywood blockbuster, box office, look, feel type guys? No one on NXT looks like that. No. No. And, and they were like, then it's not worth it. And, but And that's where it got tricky because if you
3: didn't have Hunter's NXT, you don't have Kevin Owens. Don't. You don't have Sami oh, Zayn. see,
1: good workers. Yeah.
3: Like, Vince has got a one-track mind now to get these blue chippers, and I'm going to bring this all the way back to Sasha Banks. But he needs veterans who love pro wrestling. Because the problem with the blue chippers, they don't know shit about pro wrestling. A damn thing. They don't love this game. And you got to make them love it. And, like, if they, and if they don't love it, they're out. Or they mentally check out and you don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm on the indie scene making waves, and I looked at what the WWE just did to Sasha Banks, and there's an offer on the table for Impact, which pays well from what I've heard, yep. or New Japan. I'm not even just saying AEW nope. or whatever they do with ROH. And, and I go... Got to convince enough
1: of those guys to
3: come yeah, it's like... And I know if I go to AEW, I can kind of be me. Yeah. If I go to WWE, I got to give you, I got to give them everything, everything. I got. Got to give you a name. Yeah. I I can't
1: be me anymore. Yep. Is it worth it? Do you then have to start overpaying those guys? Because you're not going to put them in a position yes. to then deem their contract, right? Because they in turn would have a ceiling. They are a high level enhancement talent. So then it's just like you're overpaying high level enhancement talent. That's, that's all I'm saying. Um, so it's it's a flawed model on paper. But you do need those people, Like, why do certain teams in the NBA are
3: unable to bring big-name free agents? The city sucks, don't get me wrong. But certain cities get well because the
1: culture proves that, oh, we won't make superstars. Roman, Seth, and Moxley, incredible talents, right? Incredible. WWE knew what they had when they came in. Their first feud, CM Punk. Yeah. Second feud, I think, was Team Hell No, Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan. That shit was incredible. You put them with the guys... Who can work with them. And you knew Roman was the guy. You had people to work with him along the way.
6: You You had people to protect Roman. Roman. You You had
1: Moxley and Rollins protect Roman from himself. They are missing that. They're blowing it. And only so many times that could be AJ Styles, right? Like, only so many times. Like, that should be Ricochet. He should be wrestling every week. Oh, Ricochet will be gone soon. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) But that should be Mustafa Ali, which we just saw the match him in theory had, which was very good. Like Apollo Crews who went down NXT, but you should be doing that in the mid card. Like you have these people, Just wrestle, I'm wrestle. It's too much talking. I'm just saying it's How about too, it's, that? It's, too it's, much talking. I think the bottom line is there's too much doom and gloom in that rock locker room, and now it's all coming out. And that's another thing when you bring in blue chip talent, you you would like to bring them into locker room with that exuberance, with that love for pro wrestling. The locker cook. room teaches them the love for pro, pro wrestling because they don't love it. They're here for the check because they look good, right? So, you, the locker room teaches that. The locker room now is just going to teach them I hate this shit. Yeah. I want to leave. There you have and it. And if you look like a blue chip guy, like, yeah, you know what? I, I hate it here. But pro wrestling kind of pays. Hmm, I wonder if I could just go to this AEW thing and, and collect you know? like two mil. And that's my whole point
3: with Sasha. I think this has turned potential talent to be like, hmm, they could do it to her. That, that, that in
5: competition is going to create second thoughts. Yep. And that's, that's, uh, not that's what you want. something that hasn't been realistic
1: for a long time. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about AEW then, we know, got to hit a break. Talking about AEW, Punk's gone, injured, getting an interim champ. I'm so glad WWE has been a dumpster fire the past two weeks. Because if not, AEW would be getting more deserved criticism. Because there's this tournament for interim champ. It's kind of a mess. And then they're putting a lot, a lot, a lot into this forbidden door pay-per-view. Where I'm just like, where's the payoff? I I don't understand. uh, What do you mean, where's the payoff? Like, all these people are gone first week of July. And then you still have to book programs into the summer. Like, you're putting a lot of television time. A lot of your own time. It's not like the Impact deal. They went to Impact, wasted Impact time. Like you still did all your shit in house. You're putting a lot of your time into building these for New Japan, and New Japan's gonna go home. Just give me the pay per view.
3: I disagree with you. I just need the paper. Then I putting enough time, really building Forbidden
1: Door. Oh, I thought those segments were kind of weird this week. No, again, no, if you don't know anything about these people, you're just like, yo, where they come from with this? what I'm is, saying.
5: This is where it's going. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
3: For Bindoor, whenever the deal closed to work with New Japan, yeah. they should have been working vignettes, videos
1: to explain how important mm. certain talent is. Right? How closely do you book? though? Because we just saw New Japan change the title. Well, last I'm getting second. I'm getting there. I'm <laughs> Which getting is probably there. the worst decision to do. Leader, when
3: you build for Bindoor, like you have, whenever they worked the deal with New Japan, they at least said, "All right, we got certain talents that's going to work this show. Will Ospreay? He's going to work this show. We we know Ospreay going to work the show. Apparently, his his whole crew is going to work the show." You gotta start introducing them to fans. Yeah. They haven't dedicated a lot right. of time on TV. Osprey shows up, beats up ex- people. Excalibur goes, oh, it's Will Osprey. And people who just turned on AEW is like, I don't know who the fuck that is. I have no clue who else. Now, the thing is, on the other side of it, they already sold out Forbidden Door. Yeah. So the payoff is the show. Because sure. as fans, as hardcore fans who know New Japan AEW, Whatever happens, we're like, that's cool. Is it getting this, you any new fans? Well, that, I don't think they care about getting new fans.
1: Just feeding their base.
3: Yes, I, I think at this that show is 100. Like, it's like ECW One Night Stand.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. feeding a particular yes. base, and then they'll go back to what they know because yeah. this is not even on their pay per view right. schedule. Exactly. And I feel like you could have just had it be ECW One Night Stand. Like, we're, we're hardcores anyway. As soon as you told us it was happening, you got us. Well, that's. You don't need me to. I don't need to build the feuds. Well, that's where I they got caught in the, the middle. Fights. And announce the matches, and I'm going to be there. You don't got to build these feuds at all. I don't, I don't care. You
3: always got to build a feud, because there's got to be some kind of investment if you're going to make me yeah. part my you ways gotta, with you my gotta money. Have, yeah, you're, it you're was sold out that. before we knew. Not, yeah, for not for pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think, like, they got caught in the middle. It was like, well, we can put on this show, and we know it's going to sell, because we sold out before we announced a single match. Yeah, That's great. But now we got to sell to people who's got to part ways with their money at home. Okay. Convince them. And that's why I say, like, if they spent some time, this is Jay White. This is Will Ospreay. Not like that, but introduce him. Yeah. Because Will Ospreay working a trios match doesn't introduce him to the fans. Right. It, it it doesn't work like that. Jay White, and this is where we talk about Dominion. When I interviewed, I uh, can't remember his name. He was the president of New Japan. When I asked him about AEW deal, he was like, well, AEW, the reason why it, there's a lot of things on the table is because nobody dictates what New Japan does. Yeah. So if you sign a deal with New Japan, they're going to kayfabe you on their own pay-per-view. So you don't even know what the, who the champion is going to be. Yeah. So maybe it was even a surprise to Tony Khan where he's like,
1: oh, shit, Jay White's your champion. You think? Possibly.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: New Japan plays very having, close to the vest. Having a big crossover pay-per-view in America to an English-speaking audience and taking the belt off of a Japanese-speaking champion for an English-speaking champion was a mistake or a, a secret? Yes. I think 100%. They're like, yo, Give this guy who speaks English the belt, no. so we can do crossover promotion. No, promotions. absolutely not. No. Okada is the biggest star in New Japan, of course. Yes. But when you have an English speaking audience, nobody cares. Build this pay-per-view.
3: No, no, right. no. But again, not.
5: We, we would still have we would still have the same issue, and we still do have the same issue with Jay White. They don't know who that he is. there is going to be an audience of AEW that's like, who is Jay
1: White? which Jay White but you got Bullet Club. Bullet Club is pretty damn big. So this is um, yeah. I mean I just saw people too sweet on WWE. So you kind of get like yo we 100%. have this English speaking guy who's the head of Bullet Club 2 weeks before an American major crossover pay-per-view I'm probably going to put my main title on the English speaking guy. No. Again, I think a I mean, No, New no. Japan. No. Bent to them for the first time in a while.
3: I, I 100% disagree. Okay. Shinsuke Nakamura didn't speak a lick of English. He was Not the, the biggest star that walked in NXT. Am I lying? No, that's sure. but he left to come. But I'm saying, but when he showed up, it yeah. wasn't like, no, oh, no. he doesn't speak English. No, people were like, they ran vignettes. <laughs> they they, if, they ran make, vignettes. <laughs> if Okada showed up no, on thought, AW television, it'd be, it'd be massive. I thought it'd be huge. I think they got kayfabe. I think, I think Tony Khan, to a degree, was like, is Okada going to work? And they were like, oh, we'll see. I think that it was more of that. Here's the problem with Forbidden Door. They've announced two matches for Forbidden Door. That's the problem. Forbidden Door is next week. Yeah. You,
5: next like, week? Next week. June 26th. And, and again, they could, they could announce more on Rampage. This is sure being recorded before yeah, Rampage. Yeah. But, they, but, but they've announced. They ain't going to announce eight. Like, <laughs> they're not going to announce eight matches no. on Rampage. <laughs> There's only an hour. Yeah. But we,
4: we
3: know Tanahashi's working Moxley. Yeah. Yes, for the interim title, which is silly because I mean, I mean, they could pull the trigger and Tanahashi could beat Moxley, which would be, be kind of crazy. But G one starts, and then he's not going to be here full time, right? So that's... But you got Tanahashi and Moxley, and what's the other match? Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. Yes, you haven't booked Zack Saber Jr. yet, which a lot of people are like. Ooh, I want to see him work Brian Danielson, right? That'd but, be fun. but but they haven't booked it yet. No, you're a
1: week away. It's such a weird pay per view because they have so much talent, and then like. A lot of people would be like, oh, that's a fun matchup. They ain't going to be on it. Because, like, how do people aren't there. What happened to Jay Lee? Um, but there's, like, currently ranked number five on the yeah. single stream. And he just worked last week with uh, Singh making his in-ring debut. Oh, he did. Yeah, that was a horrible thing. I forgot about it already. He's doing nothing. But you have all this other talent. Now it's like, oh, well, um, the Mexican talent can't work. Our Spanish talent can't work. Well, yeah, they're, they're trapped. CMLL, yeah. just kind CMLL of, is just yeah. like yeah. We're not getting a paycheck from this, like, right? What are you doing? So no, they're off the card. So now it's like, okay, that limits your roster some more. So it, it's weird. I mean, I'm not doubting. You're probably right. Like, shit's just getting thrown at Tony, and Tony's just like, well, well, and, I'm, I'm gonna figure this out on the fly. And there's also so there's two matches announced. He's like, I don't know what the hell's happening either.
5: And There's also a lot of stuff that I mean. Now, granted. It's pretty impressive you were able to sell an entire pay per view, and you, you had no idea what was going to be happening, right? right? But like, it's it's sold out, so you know clearly people are excited about a ECW like one night stand event. Yeah. And to be fair, there's been a lot of stuff that's been thrown at Tony Khan's way that he wasn't quite ready for. Punk's foot entry, yep, yeah, he, they gave him the title. We watched it.
1: That be <laughs> we, we, we were
5: we were down on the floor for that. Like yeah. we saw it, and like that was going to it was going to be another summer, summer of Punk. punk. Yep. You know, and I'm sure there were matches planned for that that they had in mind, and that's all out the window. So like Tanahashi and, and and Moxley being booked for the interim title is not at all what he had in mind, but he's making it work, right? So like at the end of the day, I think all this stuff is making it work. I I do want to give credit to um as like as like we're not sure if they if Tony got kayfabed and they put right. they put the title on on Switchblade, but that promo he cut afterwards. Oh. It's great. The dude sold it. So like the dude was like, okay, we're well, like, incredible. hey, hey, we're gonna put you in this crazy situation where you're gonna be taking this belt to America in two weeks, sell it. And the dude dropped one of the best promos all year. Yep. Yeah uh, and and obviously I think we are it is not officially booked Hangman Page Jay White, but man. Be a great match. I'm excited for it now because Jay White just sold the shit out of that. that yeah.
3: Like, so here's 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 the danger with this pay-per-view. For Bendor, it's not the new Japan talent. Yes, like they made the mistake of not introducing them. Yeah. But you haven't announced your AEW talent that's on this show. So if I'm buying an AEW pay-per-view and I'm like, is FTR not going to be on this show too? Where's yeah. Danielson? Like, where yeah, where's Danielson? Is he not working this show? If you at least announce half of the show. <laughs>
1: I know it. I'm spending my money. Right. right.
3: Like, I know I'm going to see Daniels to work. Because that, that roster is so big, you don't know. Right. You're Like, you have no idea. Like, is, is, like, we got, so we got Orange Cassidy. And I know a lot of people are like, wow, Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. I did not expect that. Women's matches or not? No. Probably not. No, no, there is. There is. But they're not going to be, look, I guess it'll just be AEW women's matches. I don't think anybody from starting, starting is gonna, I was going to say, like, you can get someone from starting. Announce something, but the <laughs> point is, is that you, you don't know who's working this show. We yeah. have two matches announced, and Moxie and Tanahashi were just like, "That's cool," but it was supposed to be Punk yep. and Tana, and we're not getting Okada, so it's like we got to create feuds, and it's hard to do so. Like again, Young Bucks just won the Tag Titles in a really good ladder match. Yes, real injury to Jungle Boy or not? Nah, okay, he seems all right. I right, mean, good. Christian beat the shit out of him. He did the, the with, turn we've all been waiting? We've been waiting for the heel calling turn. for it for a while. But the Bucs winning? Not sure. I
1: needed the Bucks with the titles, by the way. I do. Okay. Bucks with titles. Bucks with titles is good. Sure, but it could have changed hands at the pay per view. I would have been much sure. better with a fresh. Why not? Could have could have gone to the Hardys. Oh, that is true. So,
3: but but here's what I'm saying. Nothing going to Hardys. The Bucks winning these titles. It's like. Are they working for Ben? How do the Bucks not work for Bidden Door? Where's Adam Cole?
5: That's what. That's my problem with there's this. A, there's a lot to be discussed. And again, uh, one hour of Rampage on the Friday could 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 announce yeah. something. So what do we have?
1: Like three shows, pretty much
5: between yeah. now and then. You have you have four hours of television. You can to, you can
3: do two announcements a show. They could, but there's just no build. There's no investment into them because.
5: Again, on the other side of that, and
1: other shit for your normal. Well, forget life. that.
5: And, and and who knows, like, what the matter of this deal that was signed with New Japan yes. and AEW, how rushed it really was. Like, because, right. I mean, we, we had Tony Khan here in studio, and, and he's talking in terms of plans of way down the road.
1: And then this pops up. Yes. So this hasn't
5: had that foresight. No.
1: But then you, you gotta, just, it's kind of a special event. Yeah, it's weird. And then you got to spoon in, like, Wardlow versus 20 people. Because you're still building toward them, but, but, right? like but you're, yeah. you're doing a lot of like other sh- stuff on these shows. Yeah. And it's just it's, like, there's not enough time. It's, it's hard.
3: But, but the other side of this is, like, when I just mentioned the AEW talent book for Forbidden Door, what other Japan talent
1: are you booking for Forbidden Door? We haven't even seen no. them. And you know what the biggest problem is? It could have all been done. They just got rid of the damn MMA people showing up. What do you need Matt Hughes on the show for? No, like, Matt Hughes didn't even look like he knew where he was at. No, the man got hit by a train, right? Yeah. Like, a couple of years ago? <laughs> Something I, crazy? I,
3: I didn't need, Ty, like, Tyron Woodley showing up and looking like he was acting three steps ahead. Like, he was reading his lines to do his next thing. He's like, oh, I'm just woke up
1: from Jake Paul's punch. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn, laughs> he's, he's a little bit behind <laughs> on
3: prompter. It prompter.
1: Was, it wasn't
3: good. Like, Rampage, like, the ladder match was really good. Um, Wardlow beating up twenty people was fun. All
1: right, it was fun. I mean, I like his character. Yeah, yeah like, I, I watch that all
3: the time. Like, we've heard nothing about MJF.
1: None, not, not not a peep. Sasha Banks. <laughs> uh, th- I,
5: I don't think we're going to hear anything from MJF for quite a while. Yeah,
1: I don't know what's going on. the straight up trade? Um,
5: <laughs> we're don't, we're setting don't let Sasha walk. You trade
3: We're setting up uh, Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa.
5: Which I like. Which I like a lot. It's time for... uh, Because Tony Stark is going to take that belt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why we
3: like that. And Miro looks like he's running roughshod over this tournament. that's got Miro's
1: name all over it. Which another belt, I don't mind. (laughs) Miro having anything, I don't mind.
3: I don't care. Miro, Miro showing up and saying he was going to throw God out of heaven. I was like, all right, I'm sold.
1: Yeah. This is like the old school WCW. Like, they had a million belts at one point. I was like, I I'm mean, here I, for all of them.
3: I want, yeah, Ultimate Dragon has seven. So, yeah. <laughs> and they
5: have, I mean, they have a deep roster to to to, to it. fulfill it. And I think that's the biggest part. And, and again, we'll see what that really means for Ring of Honor is like, how is that really going to factor into play? Because those belts are being... I don't need they're, another... They're, they're using it on on TV. Sometimes they're not, oh like... God. I don't
1: need another non-TV product that I have to keep up with. Like, dark. Elevated dark. We right? don't have to keep up with those. No, but I mean, like, ROH is going to be, like, We're going to find dark. out. Again, and A again, Jace. like, like we're, we're speculated. We don't know. No, yeah, that. but I mean, like, I, I hope not. Like, yes, I don't, don't make me follow another storyline off air. Well, I think... I mean, to the to Ring of Honor point, I think the
3: Ring of Honor could be their ECW one-night stand type shows. That'd be cool. Like, you can do them quarterly. Okay. Mm. And you can still, you can even run those angles on AEW television yes. if you really wanted to. Yep. But I think, hopefully, I'm correcting this. Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal, Lee Moriarty, you can move that talent to, our- to, to very prominent spots on ROH. I say Lee Moriarty very specifically because I'm, where is he? Um, I think he wrestled on Darkness. That's yeah. I saw a
1: poster. I'm just saying, he's
3: so good. <laughs> no, right. But, but if you have them wrestle quarterly on Ring of Honor and have them pop up for AEW stuff and like build those, like Mercedes Martinez, for instance, yeah. you can make ROH a viable product where I don't. Because let's be honest, we don't watch New Japan weekly. No. But we know the stories going into their major events. 100%. They could do the same with Ring of Honor and make it a viable product that we can get into. I would
1: love for it to be tournament based sometimes, too, though. They could like in between. Like, they could do all this. Give me a Super Junior style. Tour. But they have
3: they have time to do, it. and that's what they weren't given to make this Forbidden Door paper.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: They were just like, all right, let's. We just did Double or Nothing. We got to book this show in four weeks. We got to introduce, and then we got to still run our shit. It's been a ter- It's been a bad build towards Forbidden Door, but I say that to say. If it's going to sway you from not buying the pay per view, you're going to make a huge mistake. It's
1: going to be <laughs> the pay per view is going to electric. Yes, yeah. it's going to be exceptional. So, no, yeah, it, it'll be just fine. Man, it was a ton of wrestling. Yeah. Covered a ton of stuff, and I'm sure it's going to get even crazy over this week because the news never stops.
5: The so news hasn't stopped.
1: No, so it's wild. Next week we'll be coming on here talking again, and we are going to be recapping this pay per view. No, no,
5: not uh, yet. No, no, no. We'll yet. be we'll be probably previewing. Hopefully we'll know more of the match card.
1: Um no, you know we'll what? Pre- we'll Let's recap previewing. it next week. Let's do it. Let's and uh Dre. I'm out next week. Yeah, Dre's out next week. Producer a code Yeah. Let's record it on Sunday. Okay. Let's record it after the pay per view. Sounds good. We'll like watch a Saturday night and record wrestling on Sunday. Wait, is the pay per view on Saturday or Sunday? It should be Saturday, right? It's no I uh Oh no, it's on Sunday? I think the, I think that's a Sunday. a Sunday. We'll record right after. There you go. And then we'll have an immediate reaction to it. So next week, immediate reactions to pay-per-view. Announce some matches, dang it. (laughs) Please. So uh, make sure you guys check out our wrestling show next week, Sunday, but not morning, night, so we can recap this pay-per-view. We appreciate everyone. Weekly pro wrestling shows from here on out. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and Win Resort. Hey, we got... Wait. uh, Did we lead this show with an interview? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, sir. Shout out to Renee Paquette.
5: Who I love very much. Incredible. Amazing, the best. I'm glad. Shout out to her and Emilio for bringing their show to the Blue Wire Studios as well. Yes, oh, gotta, sparks.
3: Got to make sure. I got to make sure I said that because those of you who are listening, because Renee came through during Double or Nothing Week, and uh, was a hell of a show to have her on. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Now I'll take us
1: home, Kel, so I can go. Home. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Antoine in the booth holding it down single handed. Producer Cole Bebe is on the set. We appreciate you all. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube page where you can see our pretty faces all the time as we talk, especially that face. Look at this guy. Um, we appreciate you all. You guys stay safe. Stay rolling free. Can't wait to have fun weekends. WWE's coming to Vegas soon. You guys are out are. here, stop in, check out the show, watch here, chop it up with us. Uh, you might catch me having a drink here in the lobby of the Win. so uh, we can always hang out. We appreciate you all. Till next time, we're out. Peace, baby.
6: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.